Hello everybody and welcome to the Gilded Flasquare Adventure is Never Far. My name is Barry and I will be your Dungeon Master for this episode. And I'm joined by three wonderful people. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Anne and I play Kala Lalakat, the Inquisitive College of Spirits Bard. Hello, I'm Daniel. I play John Varenthal, the Resolute Paladin of Midnight, a uh, Hexblade. And I'm Marissa. I play Casariel, the ASMR Twilight Cleric. If you have never visited our place before, then welcome. Good to have you. If you're live with us on Twitch, that is great. And you can chat with us live. You can also join our Discord because during our break, we will be down in the voice channel to talk with you. So please do join us over there. Um, if you're not, but you are watching us through YouTube, then that is fine too, of course, because yes, we are on YouTube and we have a couple of awesome podcasts as well on your favorite platform. So if you listen to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whichever, we are there to listen on the go if you of course, uh, we also got a couple of really cool socials. So if you go to thegildedflask.com, you can get a complete overview of where you can find us with all sorts of nifty, cool things. So check us out. Um, we have a couple of awesome people that we'd like to point out that have helped us over the course of making this entire series, um, helping us with some maps, great music, um, our avatars, like it all looks so great. For a complete comprehensive list, look below our YouTube videos. Um, you can find all of their socials there. Um, and without further ado, let's head into the tale. Tell me, do you like ghost stories? I've been investigating people vanishing mysteriously into the night, never to return. It looks like I've found out where they've been. Good evening. <laughs> I don't like this place. The air feels heavier. Did you hear that? What do you mean he's watching? In this place, nothing is what it seems. We come from an ancient land. There's no time for this. What are you looking for? This place has taken my father and my mother. It will not have me. We gotta move, now! Oh, I do love a good mystery. Barovia is mine, and so are you. What an intro. What an intro. Um, this is episode 47, 47. right? Yes. So for the 47th time, I'm going to say it. Such a good intro. Holy shit. <laughs> I love it. Made by our very own Casariel. She did such a wonderful job on that. Thank you so much. Oh. It's a blessing to watch that. 
So, what did we do last time? Uh, well, this time you guys are going to have to help me a little bit because it was a bit all over the place. Uh, I remember bits and pieces, <laughs> but uh, every once in a while, I'm like, what did we do again did last we week? throw a single die last time? I don't... I, I don't... threw many. The rest of you didn't. Oh, right. Yeah, Christmas <laughs> checks. Like yeah. yeah. We were wrapping up loose ends, talking to allies, uh, delivering bones, dresses. Yes. Um, and that is indeed the last part that you did, um, because you decided to go to Kresk um, and to the Abbey, ultimately, uh, to go and deliver some bones from the, uh, uh, the sister that you still have in your bag of holding, which is... Uh, <laughs> it sounds so bad when you put it like that. Um, but yeah, you're going to bury a nun. I think uh, Carla made a spy. She modified memory and made us a spy. I did do that, yeah. yeah. Oh yes, With, uh... do tell. Oh yes, um, I did. I did finally get my comeuppance on Zintori. 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 I'm. I'm so good at remembering his name. Um, <laughs> yes, I got my comeuppance on Zintori. Finally figured out what he was, which is that he's a spy for Strahd. And as soon as he was found out, we took him, modified his memories, and now he thinks that we are not in cahoots with the Velaki like Vistani camp so that should be good for them as well as us that's pretty good yes um and where we left off last week was at the abbey uh, you had a talk with the abbot about his plans uh you delivered a wedding dress for well for his plans um and you decided to walk outside from there uh, so you still have a nun to bury and whatever else you want to do over there. And then uh, I'm very curious to see what other loose ends you guys are going to uh, tie up because like we all feel it, right? We're getting close to that final moment of apotheosis. Like what's going to be the end game of this story? Uh, we're getting there. But first, uh, you guys have a couple of loose ends still to tie up. And I'm really curious to see what you guys are going to do. So let's head into it. Let's see what you guys are going to do. Um, we start at the Abbey. Where you ended last time, you are uh, you were just getting outside. Um, so I'm going to say the floor is yours. What do you do? So setting stage real quick. What what was the last thing that we said to the abbot and and them? Like, what were we talking about? From what I recall, um, you uh, you gave the wedding dress. Uh, you had a bit of a back and forth about what he was going to do with uh, uh, Vasilka uh, that is sitting there, which is, uh, for those of you that don't remember, Vasilka is the girl that was sitting next to the abbot, and she is basically a monster of Frankenstein. She is a stitched together um, flesh golem. Uh, she just looks very pretty, for as far as corpses go. Um, and the abbot fully intends to give her as a gift to Strahd in hopes of getting him in love with Vasilka. Uh, because the abbot is fully convinced that love is going to be the key to uh, saving this land, because all Strahd really lacks right now is love. Um, you had a bit of a back and forth about that. Um, my takeaway from that is, was that you didn't necessarily agree with him. <laughs> and you, on that marriage, you left the building. Sorry, I, I know that some... some of those who occupy those divine places in the universe they don't necessarily have the same convictions about life as we do, about as Sulin does. You don't think that he would go that far, do you? Uh, 
I... I don't... don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know. This is... He is a celestial entity, but not necessarily good, in the sense that we believe good is, well, good. I don't like the idea of him harming Irina for the sake of this concept that it doesn't even seem like he understands the concept of, of love. He sees it as this just something that's happened to to satisfy Strahd. I, John, I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. Don't worry about it. By the time the wedding could possibly be planned, we're going to kill him anyway. Right. Well, it's like we have more of a more of an understanding of what's going on with Arena. I want... I guess we should probably go see how that grave is coming along. Hmm? Yes. Rather we'll take up the, uh, the head and go to the graveyard. All right. As you head out to the graveyard, um, you notice that Otto is uh, still furiously digging into the ground. Now, the ground is, of course, very cold up here, um, so it takes a little bit of extra power. Um, but Otto, being a rather strong and strapping young mongrel folk, um, he actually managed to dig quite a hole over there. And you'd say that that would be suitable for a grave. It's just missing a headstone, which is fair, but you should be able to put someone to rest here. Hello, we'll reach into the bag and take out the bones. She'll go like, Bagman, could you pass me? It's the one, it's the wrapped up one from Argenvost, that one, that, that corpse. Yes. No, not, not the hag head, um, okay, the other one, yes. So as you reach in the bag and you say this, uh, you get handed a bone and another bone and another bone. And as you are being handed, like basically a whole skeleton bone by bone, the bagman replies, yeah, sorry. The bag around the bones. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, things get lost in there. Don't... Um, just as get long the as we he have... ate the bag. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But you know, he has to. Roommates make sacrifices. It's okay. You know, sometimes you eat things out of the fridge that you don't want them to. But it's fine. Um, so I'll take the bones and go over to the grave and sort of start like laying out them sort of respectfully and I'll kind of turn to like John and Casario like, can you do prayers uh, while we're doing this? <laughs> so I have some powdered silver that I've had for a while uh, that I was going to use on a ceremony that um, Bartholomew had shown me how to do certain ceremonies and one was the funeral rites. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, cast ceremony while she does this and all right carry this nun um and you're going to use that silver for that right yes and he's going to as he as he does so there are, there are certain rites that um uh certain phrases that are said uh under saloon certain uh talking about peace 
and tranquility and going to spend uh and and he'll also add in some that he's uh learned from the morning lord as as Casario spent some time talking with him teaching him about the the tranquility of the sunrise and how all things rise and all things set and he'll add on a few phrases of we know that you may not be able to find peace in the world as it is but we are going to work to make it possible for you to find peace once again for your soul to find its way to its resting place and as you do this you sprinkle some uh, powdered silver over I imagine over the corpse right that you would do yeah um, and, and around the gravesite right um a subtle glow starts to emanate from the grave, which builds up and builds up until there's a radiating glow coming from where you just put the sister to rest. It almost blinds you, and as you like look away to to like protect your eyes, you hear the sound of wings that are rapidly coming closer by. As you look up, a large creature thumps onto the ground beside you. The creature itself looks absolutely beautiful in its own regard. It looks perfectly chiseled almost, but it sports two very big wings with beautiful white, almost pristine light-giving feathers. He also has two radiant blue eyes without any pupils. And as he lands, he slowly gets back to his poster. And he, this is a tall creature. Like, we're talking eight foot here. He slowly turns to you and looks at the three of you and says, To go to such lengths. To bury that which has been lost to the ages for so long. That is worthy of commendation. I looked at Zariel and somewhat avert my eyes in respect towards the creature. Um, thank, thank you. Who are you? You know me, but perhaps not like this. I am the abbot. I had lost myself to my works to try and get Strad to feel love again. Now, make no mistake, I still feel that with your help, we might just do that. But what you've done here is a feeling that I haven't felt for so long. True divinity in a land so broken, so divided. I thank you for what you did. 
you have brought peace at least to one person. Let's hope that this might be cause for peace for more. I understand we do not see eye to eye on my approach with the lord of this land. <clears throat> but at least I can give you this. And he reaches out and he casts bless on the three of you. Go now. I know there are more things that you need to do. As do I. You have my blessing. Um, quick question about that. I'm familiar with this magic. Is this a bless that lasts roughly a short time, or would this be a few days? Because we could really use that in a few days' time. <laughs> he smiles very warmly at you, and deep inside, you know the answer. For this is a bless that lasts for an entire day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And we are trying to bring peace to this world, and I understand that we're both, both of our endeavors are in the same, to, towards the same end. However, I would ask for the sake of life that you would delay just a moment for Arena. Arena's sake, I know what your intentions are, and they it may be that I don't fully comprehend, but if you would give us just a bit more time to try our method, and if that fails, then proceed as you would. Okay, give me a persuasion check, John. Okay. Ooh. <clears throat> okay, and that would that be with the bless? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. I need it. Uh, oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I got an 11. Okay. So you're going up against the wisdom of this diva. This is the diva. <laughs> <laughs> Divas are exceptionally wise. I like, this five is and one of the highest Do you know what, John? <laughs> I think that I think you should do it exactly as you've planned. Who are we to step in? And Kasara will smile sweetly, which will probably freak the other two out a lot. I wasn't done yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Divas have a very high wisdom score. It's akin to a an average smart boss. With that, I rolled a 10, so you convince him. <laughs> yep. He looks at you, John, for a moment, and he ponders. I cannot delay the inevitable for long, but... You have done so much for this world. Perhaps it would be for the best to see how you would fare before I step in. You have a day. Then I will bring Vasilka to the castle. 
and see what happens. Very good. Thank you. For Long may she reign as queen. Oh, I think we should get going. Oh, hail the morning lord, he says. And he flies off back over the wall of the abbey. The sun shines out of his fucking ass, doesn't it? <sighs> out of somewhere. Don't give him a shirt, that's all I have to say. Now, the reason why I said that was because the distraction might be a good thing. You know? True. Bad for her, good for us. Fine. We could save her before that happens. We will try to save her before that happens. Yes. Well, she's already dead, but yes. Okay, sure. I'll try to save her. Oh, I'm worried that she is already dead. Rina? At least. Yes, but not Oh, Vizilka is already dead, yes, but you know, he's trying oh, no, to no, transfer we'll Rina's Rina. Rina. Okay, yes, <laughs> I meant Vizilka, I'm sorry. No, we'll, we'll definitely She's say multiple to say dead people. Right. That's fine, don't worry. Lots yeah. of women They're all... to contend with. That's yeah. also one of the reasons I, I, I don't know if he could have had any plans for uh, the sister here, but um, what Bartholomew told me was this, this funeral rite would prevent anyone from tampering with her corpse for time so. good to know <clears throat> thank you Otto uh, for your did you enjoy the results capability <laughs> he's just standing there mesmerized at everything that just transpired like where divas are exceptionally wise Otto is not so much uh, so he's just looking at the pretty lights at the moment <sighs> Yes. Well, bye. Then enjoy the pastries. Yes. Bye. <laughs> I think we head out. <clears throat> we head down towards Cresc, towards the um, lake. Where is your gay soul resides? As you wish. Which uh, should be over here. So, as we're sort of heading down, all right, so the game plan is talk to Sergei. I need to make a quick stop to him, yes, and then straight to Argenvost. Right. All right. We've dealt with the Spider Queen, we've dealt with the sister, we've helped. John's brother. We've helped those people in the chapel. Hopefully all of them will help come together to convince Vladimir. Yes. Morelta. <laughs> and if not, if he cannot be convinced then it might be we may be able to work with the others to find a more suitable leader because I do not I mean, think that he deserves that role if he does not protect the people of this land. Yes, then we kill him. Or we burn the place down, right? Save your brother first, of course. Army of we'll undead sitting in there possibly to help us on our charge in the castle. I mean, be waste, wouldn't it? Just saying. Do we'll see how it gets. Head will bring them back from their condition, though. Isn't that the goal? The goal is to let them rest. If it lets them rest, then that's perfectly fine, but... If not, if they work with us, that might just be enough. 
Again, distractions, as you said. Hmm. As long as we break them out of this cycle. We will. Um, Kyla will kind of turn to them and be like, do you want to grab some more water while I talk to Sergei? Or do you have any questions for him? I could go ponder a bit. Get it? Um... I'm going to like walk up the gazebo and try to call out for Sergei and ignore the disembodied voice giving puns in the game. <laughs> As you call out for Sergei, Sergei will recognize your voice and will hear his name and he will step forward. Hello. Been quite a bit. Hello. Has been. A lot has happened. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold out my hand for him and wait sort of for like his spectral form to take it in some way. You will hesitate for a moment, but then he will step out of the gazebo and take your hand. My thing is on um, hold, so like I would be up in the gazebo. I wouldn't expect him to move out. I just ah, can't okay. move my token. <laughs> Sorry. Can you move it now? Yes, I can. Thank you. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. In that case, he is still standing there, and he takes your hand. Um, in terms of like how that feels, there is some sort of substance that you can feel, but it's very light. It's almost like holding like a baby's hand in terms of like, weight and strength. There's not much there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use like a little combination of message and my detect thoughts, my my like uh, amulet of like thoughts to sort of project into his head, into like his mind, sort of the image of his sister and what she said without having to speak it aloud. I'm kind of in communicating it through thoughts um sort of that moment frozen in time to him all right as you do that you will notice that at some point he closes his eyes as if he's hearing something that he hasn't heard for a very long time which well, might be fair and he ends with Sister. Yes. I had forgotten about her. You Is that bad? Oh. Is it bad that I forgot about my sister? You remember much of your life in death. Pieces. Not a full story. But yes. Yes. I and Strahd had a sister. In life she was kept away from most of the internal affairs of the kingdom. She was kept safe in order to be married off someday, but she wouldn't have it. My sister was the one to scale the walls 
go and seek a beer or two in the local tavern. When she came to Ravenloft, she came with our mother, Queen Ravenovia. But my mother died on the road to Castle Ravenloft. My sister arrived together with a corpse. I remember how broken my brother was. My brother had appointed a large portion of the castle's dungeons to be used as a family grave, but he didn't expect it to be used that quickly. My brother made some last-minute last minute changes to the dungeons. He had made a grand burial place for himself. He was the lord of the castle, after all. But instead, he changed it. He changed it in such a way that my mother and my father could be buried underneath Ravenloft. He then sent for the body of our father who had passed away before that. They now lie below Ravenloft. When things went bad with Strahd, he... He wanted to send my sister away. But my sister wouldn't have it. She was the first to see through him. And she ran. We thought that she had been killed. We found remnants of her dress on the road near, near some creatures. Yes, I remember this. They were elves, dark-skinned elves, a grayish hue over their skin. Strahd was was mad with vengeance. And I remember that he killed all of their women and children in response. I had thought that my sister was dead, but what you tell me now is... Don't speak it aloud. Hmm? She'll say, don't speak it aloud. Okay. Yes. But it sounds right. That would be my sister. <clears throat> Good to confirm you had one. Sergey. Your brother had something really important really really important like more important than Tatiana more important than that where would he keep it there's only two possible places I can think of in Ravenloft well unless no I don't believe that there's two possible places one would be his treasury there is a treasury up in the spires. I know it's there, but I don't know how to get into it. 
The second option would be that he would entrust it with someone that he knows and trusts. But Strahd doesn't trust anyone, so I couldn't think of a single name. It would be kept in the castle, most surely. Strahd would not let it out of his sight. And if he would keep it in the castle, he would probably keep it in the spires. Or... He would not put it in the dungeons, but... No, it must be the spires. Spires. Okay. Okay. There's a treasury in the spires. No time in Castle's Ravenloft. Did you do any sneaking about? Do you know how to get there without being caught? See, the wonderful thing about the spires is they're all connected in a way. Every floor, well, almost every floor, has a way to get in and out of the spires in some shape or form. And almost all the spires go from all the way down to all the way up. You just have to reach one and you can get everywhere. Mind you, the smaller the spire, the less eyes will be on you. Now, business. We feel like we're getting close. Very close. There's an army of spirits that walk every night to the castle. I know. Wonderful distraction. The only unfortunate thing is that the spirits... They can only be communicated with one at a time when you have a physical form, but we're looking for a way to maybe bring a beacon of hope to them, direct them. A general. You were a general once, weren't you, Sergei? A long time ago, yes. Do you leave the march if we manage to find that beacon of hope for them? If I, Just to cause a little chaos. If I leave this place, if I go too far from this holy place, my spirit will just away in the wind. I must remain here, but perhaps you don't need me. A beacon of hope you speak of. Yes, we believe it's in Argenvost. I believe it is with you. My former master. When I became a servant of the Morning Lord, I trained with the men at Argenvost in secret before Strahd. There was a gift given to me by Argenvost himself. I believe. It is what John currently carries. Yes. It's good to see it in more capable hands than mine at the moment. So, 
think all good folks as, might read them. As the blade shines true, so does its creator. Perhaps you can find your answers there. Tell me, though, Argonvost was a dragon. How did Strahd fell a dragon? Strahd is cunning and very strong, but not strong enough to kill a dragon. But most dragons can turn human, human form, if asked to do so. Strahd is very cunning. And he requested parley with Argenvost. Strahd was winning. His army had all but defeated the paladins. And he requested parley to see if he could perhaps give a way out for those that were still there. And Argenvost, hoping to do the right thing, agreed. He killed him as a human. Cut his head off as a human. And then Argenvost returned to his original form up in his tower. Strahd wasn't strong enough to kill the dragon, but he was strong enough to kill the kindness of it. I see. Okay. Thank you. I hope that we're doing the right thing. That we're on the right I, path. I hope so too. Carla, before you go. Yes? Is Tatjana in Ravenloft? Ravina is. I almost forgot that she's called that nowadays. More that no matter what name she has, She's always brought back there. Please save her. I want to see her one more time. Please. Do what I can. She may join you, though. Play. Perhaps she will. Good luck. To you. Hold this place in Sanctum if you can. There's very few holy places left in this land. It's the least I can do. He nods at you and fades back into the <clears> background. Rather will kind of like look at the place that he was and kind of gaze down at the bag of holding where she knows the skull is and kind of like situate it before joining the other two near the lake. Alright, my business is concluded with him. I have a little more information, which is that there's a treasury in the spires, and if we get to the spires, they're all connected. So, I need access to one. Which, he said, is a very likely place Strahd might keep. Something very important to him. How did he react to knowing about his sister? Shocked, but 
He confirmed that he had one. The story was true. We can do anything to set him to peace as well. I suppose we should try. I think the only way he will be at peace is when this land is. I think while you were talking to Sergei, uh, John was asking, <clears throat> I think asking Casariel and talking to Sarah more about the uh, Morning Lord and, and given that we just talked to a diva of the Morning Lord, I think uh, trying to understand a little bit more. And I think this was just a little bonding moment. As always, thank you. And where are we off to next? I think we have no more business before going back to the Arkenbost hold, right? Arkenbost hold? Straight shot. Foco. Yes, sorry. Do you still have the necklace I gave you? Um, Do you remember? It was the. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> there we go. He. he, he pulls it around it's, it is around his uh is it's around he i think he wrapped it around his bracer um so that he could hold it while he was fighting no not that one. Oh. the amulet of the dawnbreaker the morning lord was my father's was it uh, out of character was it an actual item like uh, e, um yeah well it was like a like a role play thing oh okay uh then yes yes from he, her father it, actually the the priest in what barovia gave it to her it was like in the very way beginning yeah he sanctified it and gave it back yeah yeah <laughs> anyways um I, I don't know if you'll need that while you're there but it is a source of the morning lord's strength so Hopefully it will help you. Well, I've been serving Saloon most of my life, but he holds up the, the hilt of the sword and the shield. I uh, seem to have become a supporter of the Morning Lord as well, and we, we have seen his power. And If he can bring peace to this land, if the Morning Lord can bring peace to this land, uh, I will fight in his name as well. I want to show you something and she'll pull out her mother's diary and flip to the page where she it's a few pages after she met her father um and it's where she starts to talk about their plans for the future and how they're going to save Barovia um and there's a symbol drawn on it and it's the the symbol of the silver star so it's a, a full moon and two half moons on either side of it but the full moon in the center is actually a sun yeah Exactly. Um, so in this, the full moon of the symbol is actually the symbol of the Morning Lord. So it's a sun. Um, my mother and father had dreams to unite the Morning Lord and Saloon here, day and night, night and day. I, I suppose they wanted it to be protected at all times. So there's no reason you couldn't be both. I suppose that's why we work so well together is we have the peace of midnight and the energy of the day. <laughs> you can have the day. I think all the best things happen at night. I'm a 
I swore my oath to midnight. <laughs> Come on, son. You, you know the rules. <laughs> going. <laughs> this is like oh, as we're walking, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we'll, we'll flip for it later. Right. Nope, I already called it. I'm just what saying. Her shield has a big, huge moon on it, and yours has the sun. Yes, and I can fly at night, you know. And I've got the whole <laughs> stars thing and the moon thing, the purple. It really, is my thing. Come Where on, do you guys want to go to? Argon Boss. As we're as we're arguing. <laughs> <laughs> over, over who gets which celestial body <laughs> so I suppose Kresk, we could both be both uh, no you're right from uh, Kresk it's not that far to Argonvost um, so you will be able to uh, reach that relatively easily um, as you uh, arrive near Argonvost uh, is there anything you want to do there specifically like I mean, you have a reason to go there Why? what do you want to do there Go talk to Vladimir. We have to go tell everyone that the stuff is done. We need to talk you know? to. Um, uh, the, there was Willem. no one with the nun. We need to talk to our uh, Gwillem, Yes, and All right. In that case, you come to Argenvost, and uh, as you walk in, you go straight up the stairs, and you go to the third floor where you remember um, Sir Godfrey is in the central meeting room. As you come up the stairs, you recognize once again the broken down interior. And you remember that um, if the map would load, which I will fix for you, um, you remember that the meeting room was behind one of the double doors. i just show all of it because you have been everywhere. There you go. I, yeah, I think there's still a wall in front of these doors. Is there? Oh, that's yep. weird. Hmm. Let me fix that for you. And there you go. Feel free. Hello, Godfrey. Greetings. It's been some time. How have you fared? Well, we have returned the Icon of Ravenloft to the chapel below. We have put to rest Sister Patience, I believe was her name. We've also killed the Spider Queen that was sending spiderified revenants to plague your guards. I believe we will have enough support within the ranks between all of those people and the family members stuck here. If you will stand with us when we go to Vladimir and present the skull of Argenvost. We need to show him that hope is not lost in this land yet, that things can still get done. We will uphold whatever we have promised to you. Allow me to call my brothers. He leaves the room for a moment, and after a little while, he returns to the meeting room with all of the other ones that you had dealings with before. They all stand around the table, 
The only one missing is Sir Vladimir. Sir Godfrey looks at you and says, You have done very well by all of us. You have helped us immensely. And Argon Vost, even in its decrepit state, stands and will stand. But it misses one vital part. Our castle is incomplete without the bones of our leader, our true leader. As we had promised, if you should do the tasks we had asked, we would stand with you and come to Vladimir to ask him once more. And we will. We will come with you. Would you like to go to Vladimir now? Yes. Yeah. My brothers, we had made a sacred vow to protect these lands to our Lord Argenvost. When he perished, as did we, we held up our ends and we kept whatever we could safe. We kept our ranks in check, as did Vladimir. But Vladimir has forgotten what we stand for. And it is now time to call upon his last sense of duty to bring back that which this castle has lost for so long to the throne room. And as he says that, all of them march out towards the throne room. We awkwardly crawl over the piles of debris. You did. It is not a pretty entrance. Yeah. <laughs> As you get into the throne room, all the knights stand in a triangle. And Godfrey looks towards the throne where Vladimir is still looking outside. Vladimir, my captain, my friend, my brother, my partner, we seek an audience with you on a matter most urgent. And Vladimir rises from his chair and walks around it and regards all of you. I have said all that I wanted to say previously. We have a job to do. I will not relinquish anyone of their duty as long as Strahd remains. Why have you brought my brothers in here to talk 
with me about this. And he looks at the three of you. Because we have this. And Carla's going to reach into her pack and pull out the skull of Aragon Voss. John's going to step forward as well and say, you've been doing your job? You've been doing your duty? This land is in disarray. What do you call your duty? What is your duty to this land? What is your duty to the people who are here? My duty was to protect this land, but when that was all brought astray, my duty now is to make sure that Strahd suffers until the bitter end, which he will never get. You have lost your path. We have been spending blood, sweat, time, tears, and sometimes death to try to bring this land back to order, to bring this land back to peace. We've been doing your job, your order's job. And you have done so in vain. For whatever it is you try, Strahd will overcome. He will dismiss you as just another failed party. We're pushing towards a goal. We're doing something. We're trying to do what we need to. As did so many before you. And let them try again and again and again. And we will try again. And you sit here in your castle and you, you fester. You ponder and you resent. What good does that do? Action is what is needed. Even if the action does not have the effect that you wish it. This, and he points to Carla, this is what action can bring. Look what we have retrieved from your enemy. And his gaze slowly goes to Carla and then goes to the floor and in front of him he sees the skull of Argenbost. And for the first time since you've been speaking to Vladimir you see a hint of emotion in his eyes. Pure unadulterated anger. You dare touch the skull of my leader. You dare get your grubby paws on the remains of my liege. How dare you? Do you know where we found it? It was in a pile of bones. It was in the the depths of the castle of Ravenloft. It was just sitting there being befouled by the hands of Strahd. You left it there and I will not have it back here. If we bring this back, it might inspire hope. There is no hope for this land. You are not fit to rule these people. Do you know who is? This man, and I'll point to John. He is a leader. You are a memory. A stain. Step down. Step down and leave. I will not. And before he finishes his sentence, Gwillem steps forward. And he stands next to Vladimir. 
brother. I understand your burden. Perhaps your choice of words would not be mine, but I understand your anger. I understand your passion. I understand what you want with Strahd. But for so long, you have lost your way. And yes, other adventurers have come and pro have promised us that they would make a difference. These three have made a difference. Look. Look at what's in front of you. It's what we missed. Please. As much as I love you. And as much as you have tried to lead us. They speak true. You are not a leader. You have filled a void that was created when Strahd was done with us. But you are not a leader. Let what needs to be done be done. Allow us, allow them, allow the world to breathe again. Give the skull of Argenvost back to your liege. Vladimir looks at the three of you again and says, And then what? Then hope returns. Hope for this land. And you go off and slay Strahd. Finally put an end to his reign and everyone that still lives can live happily ever after. Is that what you wish? You wish to end the cycle. Completely destroy the cycle. More than end him, but end everything that is holding this land captive. After that, it is its own. But for right now, there is a source keeping everyone here, keeping us here. We intend to end it. We know how. We just need hope. We wish to uphold the values that you've lost sight of in your years of resentment and rage. Look deep within yourself. Know that what you once stood for can exist, but you've let years of trying and failing and trying and failing cloud what you can see. Listen to your men. Listen to Carla. Their wisdom is far greater than my own, far greater than either of ours. I will not allow you to put this skull back in the mausoleum where it supposedly belongs. But if my men think that that is right, then I will listen. But I need a majority. And if they do not stand with you, then they stand with me. My men, I know where Godfrey stands. That leaves the four of you. Where do you stand? I'm going to step and first aside. Up. And, and oh, but yeah. I'm going to put a hand on, on the hilt of the sword, just in case. Okay. 
Sir Sonnet is the first one to step forward. And as he does, he says, As much as I want to believe in these adventurers, I have seen no proof that they are capable of saving this land. For if they not can if they cannot salvage knowledge, the true history of what has transpired, how can they save a land? I vote no. And he steps back. Sir Pius steps forward and says A gift long lost to one who does not deserve. Strad had been given a silver symbol of hope, glory, and power of the Morning Lord. He no longer deserves such a treasure. These adventurers agreed and have brought it back where it belongs. I vote yes, yes to these adventurers. Sir Amaric steps forward and says, my beloved was once a beautiful girl, but she was killed and put in the cold stone earth in what is now a swampland. Her tomb was defiled and I asked if these heroes could restore hope to her. For if one can restore hope to one, one can restore hope to all. And they did selflessly. I vote yes, yes, to these adventurers. And finally, Sir Fortas steps forward and says, My Lord Vladimir, the castle has been under a constant siege, and as much as we have tried to withheld it, withhold it, we couldn't, if not for these adventurers. The source of our troubles has been dealt with by them, swiftly and justfully. If they can bring justice for us, they can bring justice to this land. I vote yes. Yes for these adventurers. And Godfrey turns to Vladimir and says, You have your answer. Let them bring the skull to the mausoleum. And Vladimir doesn't move an inch and simply says, you have your answer. Now leave me be. And he walks back to his throne. walk up to Godfrey and put my hand on his shoulder. One of the duties of those that follow a path like ours is to help our friends and brothers and sisters when they go astray. You've held yourself admirably, my friend. Sometimes Things do not go the way we want, nor we planned. But I truly believe in hope. And that is exactly what you have brought to this land. 
Go now. Bring the skull where it belongs. Your father, he says as he looks at Casario, will not stop you when you want to enter. know anything about my brother the last time I saw him um, seemed to be uh, uh, forgetting some things your brother is downstairs in the form that he is I'm sorry I can't be of much help other than that guys want to do? The skull. I don't know who wants to carry it, but... Okay. Yep. Right. towards the mausoleum. Wonderful. Let's go. Is there anything you want to do on the way there, or do you just want to go to the mausoleum? Mausoleum, please. As, as you will. As we pass the door that leads to where his brother was, he sort of looks over for a minute and then just keeps moving. I don't think he can stomach talking to him again. Your brother is just standing guard in the room that was filled with those spider creatures. Um, you do notice him standing there. He did not seem to notice you. As you approach the mausoleum, Casario, your father is still standing guard near the door. Um, Casario will uh, trace her fingers along the edging that's on the door. The nursery rhyme that she's heard since she was a baby that her mother used to sing to her. We would enter. That's all she says. Your father puts a hand to the door and you hear a stone latch moving. It seems that it is open. Thank you, sir. Is that by the way? I'll walk the stone, or I'll walk the skull to the door. Okay. The mausoleum itself looks pretty simple, if you will. Inside, there is a whole bunch of candles lit with uh, everlasting fire. Um, and in the middle, there is a giant skeleton of a dragon situated there, which is busy ahead. There are some stone plaques around here as well. And they're written in Draconic. Can anyone of you read Draconic? I don't think so. My... No. Is Draconic okay. similar to Infernal? Uh, to a degree, but that doesn't make that you can read it. No. Uh. Mm. I guess I'll try to get the skull near to where the neck is. Does anyone have any blue or <laughs> duct tape? <laughs> dragon blue, dragon adhesive. Um. Oh, God. 
Uh, All right. You put the skull down near the skeleton's neck. Let's just say that. Is, is there anything else you want to do? Or curled up or anything like that? Uh, the body is basically in what you would call like a sleeping position. So it's like it's it's okay. You you can imagine a dragon around it, if not for just the fact that it's just bones. And the neck itself is like in a slight curve, so you can just place it in front of it. Okay, so I don't have to like balance it or anything. Got it. No, no, no. You can just lay it down. Like <laughs> it won't be attached, but it would be where it should be there. And it's not like anything's connecting the other bones or anything. So. No, but. The moment you lay down the head, it slowly moves towards the neck by itself. As it slowly connects, you get a profound sense of good around you. Apparently, this is something very good that you have done. And you hear a booming voice that echoes throughout the entire castle. The grounds, the mausoleum, it is as if the stones around you themselves speak. And you hear Argenvost speak to you as it says, I have waited centuries to be laid to rest. You have accomplished where many have failed. There remains hope that light can prevail over darkness. My knights have been freed of their curse. Let my beacon shine upon Barovia. Casting glimmering of hope that not all is forgotten. The Dark Lord's reign will end. Go in peace and know that you and Barovia have been blessed by the Morning Lord. As he finishes what he says, suddenly you notice a bright light outside, almost as if lightning struck the castle. And rush outside. Do you look outside? You notice that the very top of this castle is now an actual beacon. Shining, beautiful light is coming from the castle. It shines so bright that you are certain that this can be seen throughout Barovia, as if a new star had been added to the heavens just below the clouds. It is absolutely brilliant, and it is absolutely beautiful. The close you are right now, you can almost feel this light coming on. I have a gravelly voice saying Argonfoss things in my head. Oh, sorry. It's Unloop. I'm sorry. Let me just fix that. This is actually the first I've heard of it. Will end. Go in peace. Is it repeating itself? You have been blessed by the dragon, Argenvoss. I think. Okay, it just ended. It just ended. Sorry, that, I hadn't. I didn't hear that before. I, that was. I heard the uh, Deep in the Darkness song. 
Sorry. Okay. Um, that shouldn't have played. Well, it was beautiful. Um, it was basically what I just said, but then in a gravelly dragon voice, I imagine. Because I didn't it, think that that it was played. really well played. <laughs> it was really well done. Anyway, sorry. You carry on. So, there's a beacon lit right now, the way that I just described. Um, so, what does this do? Um, well, this is a beacon of protection for the entirety of Barovia. While this beacon shines, you three and any other creature that opposes Strahd gets a plus one bonus to their AC and saving throws as long as you're inside the confines of Barovia. I'm never leaving. <laughs> it is just a flat bonus that you get. Cool. Crazy. As this happens... Multiple revenants are rushing outside to see what is happening. And you see the most peculiar sight. For all of them, as they are rushing outside and look up towards the heavens to see the beacon, they have to avert their eyes, but you, they do so with a smile on their face and they drop to the ground where they stand. All of them. Your father who is also standing outside the mausoleum, looks at you, Casario. And as he looks at you, he gives you a smile. What do you do? I'll, I'll put you together. Both of you, you'll rest forever together. Going home, Casario. I know I will. Are you holding him? Mm, no. Casario is just watching him. She, she knows what's coming. So when the beacon started, John kind of reached out and was, if she let him, holding Casario's hand while he was watching all this. Okay. Farinel Chris drops to the ground a lifeless body. As all the revenants have dropped down, one more revenant comes to rush outside. I was going to say, see, seeing that happen, he sort of, John sort of jolts and starts rushing towards the, the stairs to see if his brother is there. Okay, you haven't seen your brother come outside just yet. So he, he's rushing towards where he knows his brother is. All right. I'm going to follow John too, because I know I can bring him back or t let him talk to him or something. Me too. I will stay out, kind of staring at the beacon. Okay. Your brother hasn't noticed that the beacon has been lit yet and is standing there ever guarding whatever he is guarding. It must be family, John. J James, are you... How do you feel? J James, can you see me? John. Feel... Do you, does anything feel different? That what have you done? Is it good? Yes, I, I, I think so. We've, we've restored hope to this place. We've restored hope. You, you might be able to rest now. Is that the light? And he points towards the south where 
most of the wall has been collapsed and you can see the light like, you know, shining from above the castle. That's the light, James. I don't know. I... I don't know if you're, I don't know if whatever is trapping souls in this land is, is still there, but we're going to help you rest. We're going to help I you. I would like, I would like to see. Can I, I'll, can I'll, I see John? Uh, I'll grab his hand and, and try to lead him towards the hole where he can see the light. As you move towards the broken side of the castle, you can actually look up at the spire from here. You're standing with the, with your back towards the beacon right now because you've walked outside. Mm-hmm. If you would turn around, you would be able to see the beacon. And you see... You sense that James knows where he needs to look, but he's afraid to turn around. He's staring at his toes right now, and he just says, John, what happens when I turn around? You can be free. You can rest. And what of you? I will make certain that you can be free and rest. The job isn't finished yet, James, but yours, your job is done. You can be at peace. With that, he very slowly turns around and gazes up. And as he does, he only briefly looks at the beacon and then closes his eyes And he shows a very subtle smile, and he says, I am so proud of you, brother. And he drops to the ground. Love you, brother. Do you need a moment, buddy? I'll walk back to (laughs) Kasaro. No, as John turns around, Casario's right there in his face, and she just hugs him. Like she wraps her arms around him and just squeezes him. You did it. You saved him. We did it. Yeah. We did. Where's... We still have a job to do. Carla, still. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think you should let Carla see you like this. It's a, um, not a good look for you. It's, you look, your nose is all red and <laughs> the tears are really not, it's just, you know. I, I um, pull up the cape and, uh. Yeah, I'll like help him. <laughs> Press the digitation. She'd never let you live it down if she saw you like this, so. I think she'd understand. <laughs> You're right, I'll never let you live it down, Carla Wood. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Do you want to, um... One more, one more quick hug and then... <sighs> I think we're doing some real good here, Casario. 
Yeah. I think so, too. One last look at James is... Uh, if if I understand correctly, it's not his original body because correct people yeah his soul keeps changing essentially okay so. yeah so so uh, if a revenant can it will resurrect its own corpse if it can't it will get the, the, to the nearest corpse it can it has available your brother took a different corpse um, which would lead you to believe that apparently he had lost his original one for some reason. Um, yet there's always a bit of a transfer of personality. So you can definitely see this is your brother. You can feel it. You can hear it. But yeah, this is a different person physically. So walking part way back, I'm going to stop for a moment and open up my senses and see if I can divine sense and see if there's any remnants of, of undeath in his corpse or around me. Nothing whatsoever. We did it. And then I think I'll let Casario sort of lead me back to Carla. While right. they're rushing in and they're having their moment, Carla was like looking up at the beacon and the light and the actual physical spreading of hope. And she is going to turn back around to the mausoleum and start telling one of her tales, specifically the tale of the dragon, which okay. she has you know, interpreted as Argenvost, his fall. And that's how she has been sort of conjuring up that. And she starts telling this tale um, as she walks in and she looks at the skull and she says to it, are you still here? Can you still hear me? You get a lingering sense that there is a spirit still there, but not a lot of it is left. If you have anything left in you, be a general. Bring those spirits to the castle. Cause chaos like he caused in your land. Help us stop him. You don't get an answer, but your mind is assaulted by a direct image. And you see that there is a ghostly bridge right underneath the castle's drawbridge now. Made by a shining light from a beacon of a castle. Apparently the way is clear. Steezy. And she'll leave the mausoleum and meet them after all that. Right. As you all congregate in the uh, chapel, which I think is where you, you guys are uh, meeting each other halfway, one more person joins you. Godfrey stumbles into the chapel and he looks at the three of you and he says, is it, is it over? You think so? I, I saw my brethren. They're at peace, but... But I'm not. Do you feel... Were you really a... Are you a... Alive? Or... I don't feel different. 
Do you think it's Vladimir? Is he still here? Are you tied to him? Vladimir seems to have left, as did Sir Pius, as did Sir Emmerich, all did, of them. Did Sir Pius leave behind an artifact that you noticed? More Look towards the, uh, the, the front of the chapel where we left it before. And there is a silver statue on the altar. So I would just like slowly start backing up nonchalantly. Godfrey nods at you and says, we have no use for it. Argenvost has been freed. Take it. With that, you can re-add the icon of Ravenloft. <laughs> Exciting. You're not freed. Do you have any unfinished business? Are you tied here by your sister? That's the only thing I can think of, but my sister has perished long ago. Well, she's walking around in the castle last time we saw her. We had dinner Nature with her recently. Broad. Hmm. Perhaps. But I do not want to see my sister in that state. Please, if you are to go to the castle and you would run into her, do what I know I cannot. Do you know of any way to undo that curse upon her? Do you have any way to do to help her without ending her life? That is the only way. And we will free her as well. I trust you will. In the meantime, I guess I will keep watch on Argenvost. Make sure that skull goes nowhere. <clears throat> I was going to ask. He leans down to Carla. I was going to ask him if he could leave the place now, then maybe he could actually join us over at <clears throat> Balaki, but maybe not. Leave the dead person here we have. I think I don't think that would be a great welcoming party. <laughs> what did you say? Uh. <laughs> We're just wondering. You're, mis if you you're mishearing. You're mishearing. Um, listen. Keep vigilance on Argenvoss's grave. Make sure that no one comes to disrupt that skull. Or if anyone does, fight until you're undeath to stop them. We will go and try to sever your last tie here to this land, and hopefully that will free you. That I can do. Good luck. Farewell, Godfrey, and thank you for your help with, with Vladimir. Although he had lost his and way, I'm certain that he was once better suited. And thank you, John Varenthal. Thank the three of you for restoring hope to a lost cause. 
there might be hope now, after all. He salutes the three of you, and he moves outside. I'm going to look towards the beacon above us and be like, yep, might be. <clears throat> well, that was eventful. <clears throat> I suppose we have some business unattended with the Thanes now, or could we rest up a little bit? I don't want to let the abbot's blessing go to waste if I can avoid it. Where would we go next? Where's the spires? What time of day is it, roundabouts? After we've been... Late afternoon. Okay. <clears throat> Want to attempt a night infiltration? It's a vampire. They tend to like the night. This is the first time you guys mentioned that. You should have seen how he's looking at Casario. He wanted to eat her. All those women in the castle. I don't tend to think of people like that. Oh, like actually, never mind. <clears throat> like, like actually eat her, like actually consume her. Understand. Yes, you know, well, vampirically. Understandable, but you know, no. yeah. yeah. Um, Vampires are weird. Okay, I think let me go do a sweep of the castle, and you two decide where we go next. You're the army people. Should we go for salt on the castle? Try and find that uh, the the gem in the spire, or do we? Stop off in Velaki. You figure that out. And Carla is going to scamper off around the castle and try to just investigate every nook and cranny for treasure. Sure. Um, are you going to use that as part of a short or long rest? You do short rest, or do you, would you like a long one? Uh, I don't think I need a long one. Yeah, like I don't really need a rest. I'm good. I, I don't want to waste the blessing of the guy yet. <clears throat> um. I think I would like to John. Yes. Do you think do you feel the morning lord here? When I do when I did divine sense earlier, did I feel any divinity in this land or in, the, in this uh, building? Like an omnipresent deitic influence on the land is hard to feel through a conventional <laughs> check of good and bad. Because if that would be true, then you would also feel anything like so from was, the other side. So I'm like, going to say no. It was specifically celestials or the hallowed spell. I think those. So if if neither of those, then no, I didn't. No, the ground is definitely not consecrated here. So no. I don't know. I don't. Can't feel anything. Any particular ties to. Any celestial energy. No more than the rest of this land. I'm going to turn toward the altar and walk up to it and, and sort of brush off any rubbish that, you know, spiderwebs, dust, whatever might be there that shouldn't be there. Um, it is an Very altar to the Morning Lord. Yeah, no, 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 the prayer books can say. Okay. Um, John, 
Uh, your sword, please. Immediately hand it to her. Oh, I don't want to touch it. Um, just to, you know, on the altar. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Put it on the altar. Um, and then I'll place the icon of Ravenloft and the amulet of Ravenkind. And mm-hmm. and may I have that um, amulet I gave you? Yes. My father's. Perfect, thank you. And I'll put it there as well. Um, now, now, come here. And I'll place one hand on the altar. I'll hold John's hand, and I'll have him place his other hand on the altar. All right, now close your eyes. And I'll, like, open one eye and peek at him, make sure he's closing his eyes. Okay, he is good. <clears throat> I'm going to cast Divination. Okay. With what intent? Morning, Lord. We are here in your forsaken land, Brovia. And I'm... I'm quite sure you know why. To save these people, your people, we must find the green gem. Can you tell me where it is? Where is the green gem? Okay. Fair enough. Creative solution. I love that. And creativeness should be rewarded. As you do your prayer, and as you do your inquiry to... The morning, Lord. A vision slowly slips into your mind. You're whisked away between gray clouds and you fly towards the spire of a castle. You notice that your vision breaks directly through the walls of this spire, about halfways, and you are situated in a very lavishly decorated room. Beautiful furniture. There's a couple of rose petals on the ground. And all you hear are footsteps. Slow, but determined footsteps. They don't sound too heavy, but they have a metallic twang to them, as if someone in armor is walking about. Slowly, your vision becomes a little sharper. And within this room that has some beautiful glass windows, there's a lady standing there with long almost platinum blonde hair and a full set of armor. Her skin, in her skin, her complexion a little pale. And for a moment, you'd swear that she looks just like Godfrey. She looks down and around her neck, she's wearing a medallion. Mm. A string with a beautiful gemstone attached to it. The gemstone itself, a pretty green. The vision returns to you back at Argenbost. Did you see that? Uh, you put a bunch of stuff on it on the table. <clears throat> no, no, no. The, the gem. Did gem. John, did John see it? <laughs> 
I can imagine that John tried to help. So you were probably sitting there squinting your eyes, like, you know, really pressing down and trying to get a vision. So you probably saw like the squiggly things that you see when you press your eyes too hard. So that's what you saw. <laughs> I see something. A whole little it's floating purple. thing. When he finally opens his eyes again, Kasaro's going to be standing there with her arms folded, like waiting. Yeah. Yeah. You were already done for like a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I thought I, I think I saw I think I saw something. It was very dark. Yes, um, I saw the gem in the spire around Gwillem's neck. Godfrey's in the spire. No, what? No, don't you remember the general of the armies? Right. I think. Oh, you said Gwillem. I was thinking Godfrey. Sorry. <clears throat> oh. I think I think both of them have the same name, Gwillem. Yes, they're related. Yes, right. Yeah. So yeah, so the, correct. They're yeah. brother sister. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Um, the, the fairer one with the long blonde hair. Doesn't right. matter. Which dark color? So she has the gem. I'm afraid so. Around her neck. Well, we may want to deal with that while we have. The abbot's uh, help. Suppose we should try to talk her into giving it to us. Maybe put her to rest while we're there. Right. We'll know what to do now that we know where it is. All right. Carla! <laughs> Carla has been scouring the castle. Uh, let's just say that you took a short rest for this because that is fair. So if you want to apply that, feel free. Um, Carla, you've been scouring the castle. Now you have done a pretty thorough sweep of this castle already when when you were here previously. Um, so I did a couple of rolls just now. Uh, you <laughs> don't come up with anything else than what you've already plundered from this castle. So uh, the, ca fair. the only thing you learn is that the castle is just empty. You just find corpses here and there. That's are just revenants that just dropped in place. Lovely. Um, yep, I'm going to also, so as I'm going through, I'll just root, like loot basically symbols of Aragonvost and symbols sure. of like the Morning Lord, basically that I can find like small little trinkets that I can just like stick in that have like either embellishment stuff like that. I'll grant you that, and you'll find a total of twenty three of those. Wonderful. I'll take them all and stick them into my pack. I'm going to. I have a chance I'm going to fucking leave them in Ravenloft because I didn't get to leave the tapestry there. Um, anyway, um, so yes, uh, I will do that and then I will join them back downstairs and be like, all right, so uh, you two are the game people, the, you know, soldiers, so what, what was your plan? It came up while I was, you know, looting. Um, I don't think he knows about, if he doesn't know about the passage, at least he doesn't know that we know about the passage. Down as far as we know. As but he might want know. us to think that he doesn't know that we know that he knows that he doesn't know. Well, if he knows that we know that he knows that we know, then this is going to be a bit more complicated. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What? Um, it's complicated. It's com this entire thing has been complicated. So it's fine. Um, so <laughs> the question is, do we want to visit under the pretenses of visit or do we want to try to enter without... no let's sneak in 
let's sneak in. We know what we're there for. Like we have we're the not there to be friendly. Okay. And I think but that it was very have... near a spiral staircase that went up and up and up. If we need to get, if we need to get high, that's the place to go. Any place you can go to get high, but that is certainly one of them. Um, so yes, it was a spot. Basically, there was a staircase leading from the village of Barovia, or like a pillar of Ravenloft, something of the sort, and it led up into the cellar. So once we get to the cellar, we just need to figure out how to go up from there towards a spire. And as long as we are on one, the rest of them are connected. Now, we have magic. We have a lot of magic. We have a lot of weird magic that we might be able to cobble together to make this as easy as possible and easy the passage as possible. I know that there is a ghostly bridge now connecting the castle from the portcullis where the... not the portcullis, whatever it's called, the thing that drops around the drawbridge that stops the ghosts. There's now a, a bridge there. I sensed... I basically asked Argonvoss to do it, and I felt, I felt the creation of that. So tonight, when those ghosts rise up, they should be able to enter the castle. So that's distraction number one, which is a pretty good distraction to help sort of bolster that. I have non-detection. I can only cast it in a ten-foot space or on one person i can't cast it on multiple people which is an issue i have invisibility um and i have polymorph which are sort of the things that i use to sneak around well <clears throat> how about this i mean he's gonna point to kasara as well if we can get there with you birding we get there quickly create your uh the tiny hut that you make and then you do the non-detection thing then we're there prepared and waiting for that moment of the distraction and not detectable and then we use the distraction to slip in potentially invisible or maybe just not seen probably definitely invisible just to cover the bases of people who don't have you know see through invisibility <laughs> abilities Okay. We don't know anyone that castle. If we but do did, that, how does how is that sounding? Well, if we do that, you're right. The dis if, if if there's some distraction that these that these ghosts can provide, that will hopefully give us a little bit more cover, and then we can quickly try to find. Do you think though, if that happens, do you think Gwilym will be called away from wherever she is to to fight something? We, we need to meet her. We need to find her. Once we get Hello? there, I can locate the object. Yes. All right. Sarah can locate it, so if we locate that, we locate her. All we have to do is get her away from the fighting, and if I can trick the accountant, do you think I could trick her? I, I feel like anything that would get her attention might get Strahd's attention, so we might, we might want to find she her believes before Strahd she... Strahd is asking for discretion, and also... If she does have something that important, do you think he's going to send her to the front lines? It could be 
a bluff, a double bluff. He, she could have a, you know, some sort of thing in state where if the castle gets attacked, she knows to leave it somewhere. We just need to locate the gem. That's a priority. So we get right. in there. I think this is as good a plan as any. Yes. Let's hope he wasn't looking in on all of that. Probably not. Okay. So from what I'm getting, you guys want to go to the basis of the pillar, Ravenloft, cast a tiny hut over there, wait until midnight, slightly past midnight because they still need to move there, and then make your move, right? Yep. I think that will still be in range of the initial casting of Bless. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I'm harping on that so much. <laughs> I'm noticing. <laughs> I'm really scared. But it should still be within the 24 hours, yes. I'm really scared. Yep. Okay, cool. <clears throat> So if you want to do that, that means that you're going to have to move towards the basis of the Castle Ravenloft, which you can do. It's not that far for you guys. You will reach I'll that. I'll polymorph into a bird and head there. With them that'll cut easy. the... That gives you an extra option, actually, because that will get you quicker to the basis of Castle Ravenloft. You actually can take a long rest, then, in the tiny hut before midnight, because you'll make that in terms of time. That's kind of perfect because then i get that spell slot back yeah. after using yeah. Yeah. bless will persist through that because you have it for a 24-hour period is that what you guys want to do sounds uh, like a plan unless you have any additions to make marissa Mm-mm. i don't think so okay. i think it sounds good all righty <laughs> yeah i'll for no particular reason, I'm going to cast aid, and then it goes away by the end of our life. 100%. This is all going to go to shit, right? So, I mean... Oh, absolutely. Yes. Welcome to Curse of Strahd. I mean... <laughs> yeah. How how did that ever not Sounds happen? Good. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys um, fly over to the Pillar of Ravenloft, and you arrive over there in the afternoon. Um, where do you want your tiny hut to be located? Um, right in when we actually enter the secret entrance to go towards the stairs, we're just going to plop it down there. We'll camp out on the stairs. Alrighty. That should be right over here. Right next to where the secret entrance is. Um, let's just create a tiny hut over there. And um, you guys want to take a long rest inside of it to wait for the stroke of midnight slightly after. Uh, because I'll... from here you can totally see that drawbridge. Yes. All the way up there. Absolutely. Does locate object work at a range, or do you have to be within the building or anything? Thousand feet. Within a mile, right? Yeah. Oh, thousand feet. Thousand feet. Yeah. Uh, which would be within range. So while we're in here, before we take our long rest, do you want to just verify the objects within? I'll throw down oh. non-detection on That's the Lehman's hut before the long rest. And then I'll let her do whatever she needs to do. Okay. Yep. I will concentrate and cast locate objects. And you will indeed see this gemstone halfways, one of the smaller spires of the castle. Okay. I'll point it out and make sure they both see what I see. All right. You'll wait the moment. She's in full plate armor, by the way. 
Well, yes. I think she's a formidable foe. So if you've so am you know, I. Pack your yeah. No, you are. You are. Strand gave oh. it to her to protect. She is very powerful. I should say. And it's our duty to try to see her rest. I'm going to. So during like one of the short rests that we did, um, I unattuned to the Medallion of Thoughts. I attuned to the yep. Medallion of Thoughts. During this session, I'm going to unattune from it and attune to the Slippers of Spider Climb. Instead, I'll put on my Crocs. Yep. And get ready. <laughs> I love it. Cool, cool. Yeah, you can take your long fun. rest if you haven't done so already. Um, as you await the stroke of midnight slightly after, to uh, see the green procession cross the drawbridge. And uh, as you are awaiting that uh, just down here, all three of you look at each other. There's a sense of determination. Something is going to go down. And if anyone has to make this happen, it's you three. There's a sense of pride and a sense of strength between the three of you. And every of you level up because you <laughs> did bring the, the skull back to Argonvost. Oh, let's go. Um, feel free to apply your next level. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Hello, everybody. We're back from our break, and oh, what a break it was because our heroes have leveled up. Yes, indeed, they have a new level, which means that they have been brought to level 13, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that is definitely not a bad luck level because level 13 gives you a lot of cool stuff. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys are as curious as I am to hear what they have picked for their level 13. So let's start off with that. What did you guys pick? We go um, I'll start off. Oh, there we go. Um, sorry, I'll start off. Yep. Uh, alphabetically with Anne. Um, so <laughs> I, um, I am now level 11 bard uh, with two levels of rogue. And for my new bardic level, I took my new spell, Eye Bite, which you might have remembered has been used on us quite a few times. And yes. since Carla has had quite a few interactions regarding eyes and the changing of her eyes and the addition of an extra one, I think it fits her theme quite well. I feel like she was reading up on that spell and is trying to memorize it. Um, another thing that she did was she sort of let go of the telepathic bond that she had formed with Casariel and John, which meant that I left. I so during a bard level, I can switch around one spell, and I switched around the telepathic bond for a spell called Wrist Pocket. With a flick of the wrist, wrist, flick of the wrist. Uh, you can cause one object in your hand to vanish, and um, I can only be holding it, but it can weigh no more than five pounds, and it is transported to an extra extra dimensional space where it remains for the duration of That's the spell until really cool. one hour. So I feel like during the break, like as they're sort of like camping up, she's like taking her daggers and like sort of like trying to get the spell to work and you see them sort of disappear and reappear within her hand. as She's it's learning it. All. So yes. Yeah. Advanced prestidigitation. Basically. <laughs> that is really cool. Sorry. All right. Sorry, I'll go next. Mine's pretty easy. I have um, seventh level spells now. Oh. Watch out, Barovia. Um, yeah. <laughs> any any that come to mind immediately? Um, well, as a cleric, I have access to all of them. So. That's true. Well, I mean, any, any that, that you're expecting. Okay, cool. No worries. 
Cool. No worries. So yeah. her her power level has just dramatically increased. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. All right. Uh. As John, you so, so we actually before we haven't had any combat or anything since the last level up. So just a quick recap of that one. He sort of delved further into his paladinic roots uh, by getting spirit shroud and and augmenting his uh, being able to augment his aura with some holy radiance uh, for short times with a third level spell as well as uh, the fear spell if he really needs to project that intimidating presence whenever he needs to Um, and uh, I was able to also switch out one of my invocations to get repelling blast so that allows me to protect my friends by getting enemies further away from them as needed Uh, oh really cool Yep. so this level uh, I was able to replace one of my other invocations. I had two separate invocations that were completely negated by the fact that I was a paladin and had the Sunblade. So um, I now have um, uh, agonizing ha- uh, agonizing uh, blast. So my mm. uh, relentless, uh, sorry, my propelling blast now also deals extra damage every time I uh, hit them. And uh, I got, I went ahead and removed armor of Agathus, which has been unused the entire campaign um <laughs> and because temporary health points there's so many people around here you may get temporary health points i don't need it so uh i've replaced it with hex and so i also picked up relentless hex so now with relentless hex and the dimension door spell which i just picked up i now have the ability to move around the battlefield and move around a lot more uh capably so so uh, jealous of time. dimension door Sorry, I was going to be real jealous of that one, too. <laughs> if need be, uh, me and one other person that I can grab a hold of can uh, be moved quite far. And with a lot less restrictions. So that's nice. Yes. Very cool. Alrighty. That concludes your long rest. As you were waiting inside this tiny hut, uh, I imagine you would have looked up at the sky and you noticed that it was getting darker and darker during your long rest. Um, the strike of midnight has happened, and as you look up uh, after, well, just about the end of your long rest, you'll notice that there is a green hue that is moving up to the drawbridge. And contrary to what has happened for hundreds and hundreds of years, the green hue, which comp- is comprised of hundreds, maybe even thousands, of restless spirits, of long-gone adventurers and soldiers alike. Finally, have a way to cross the drawbridge as a shining beacon far, far away from where you are right now is apparently helping them across the chasm. You are seeing that this green hue is crossing the drawbridge. And that might be your mark. So... Your tiny hut reaches end of its life. What do you do? Look to Carla. Place non-detection on myself. Mm-hmm. And I cast invisibility on all three of us. Wonderful. So the three of you are invisible and you have non-detection. <clears throat> I will cast Mage Armor on Carla, and I will cast Death Ward on myself. All right. 
and I will cast aid on all of us as a fourth level spell. So everybody gets 15 extra uh, hit points. This kind of feels like a buff round just before a raid in World of Warcraft. Right? <laughs> exactly like that. Yep. Somebody open the chest. Open the chest. What do you guys need? <laughs> Leroy! <laughs> uh, okay, and and then once again, what does the beacon give us? It gives us a plus one to AC and saving throws. Okay, as long as you are within Barovia. And then aid gives us what? Sorry, it gives us plus fifteen to your maximum health for eight hours. Oh boy. Uh, how do I? Okay. If you, if you click right. on your maximum health, you should be able to do a uh, not override, but Got there it. should be a modifier. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Yep. Alrighty. Because. <clears throat> With that, if you look up, you notice that you are standing below a massive column of stone. Uh, there's a reason why they call this the Pillar of Ravenloft. Because as much as this is a mountain a cliff that the castle has been built upon the cliff itself has one dominant feature which is a straight up column of stone that definitely has the ridges of a cliff but it definitely looks like a column all the way up to the castle this is what they call the pillar of ravenloft this is where there is a secret entrance into the castle Ella, using her knowledge of the map which she would have been studying uh, leads them up towards Ravenloft. Alright. As you get towards the part where there is a hidden door, there is a sudden snap of light next to you, Carla, and just before you open the entrance into Ravenloft, a ghostly figure appears right next to you. You recognize this person, for you have been talking to them when you were in the book. Your maps have become very useful to us. Map maker. Thank you. You dare open that door. You have found the drawings, have you not? What? The blueprints. Amazing. Yes, the door is right here. Allow me. And he presses his hand against the cold stone, and the door appears right there. And it opens. Good luck. And he slowly yeah. fades away. Do you guys enter the castle? He was a pleasant mm -hmm. sort. Ghosts are so kind here. I follow Carla. All right. You guys go into the castle, and this is a long, long, long spiral staircase. It's a good thing you guys are pretty trained. I mean, because you guys are, right? Like, you, you've had your you've had your, your fair share of, of moving around and whatnot, uh, because this is quite a walk-up. I'm not sure how many steps it is. But we climbed, we climbed a it. mountain before. I mean, that, that does help, right? Yep. You make it all the way up. And from there.
you reach the larders of Illomen, one of the lower parts of the castle. You enter through a very, very small room. From there, you walk into a hallway that you have been before. Carla will begin leading them through the spiral staircase up. All right. You notice that the spiral staircase that you are close to right now, it goes both up and down. You want to go up? I'm going to go up. Feel free. John is, John is very consciously not making any any noises. He's not speaking, and he's trying to, to uh, like be as stealthy as possible in his clinking armor. Alrighty. Uh, I'm noticing it isn't bringing you to the next map, John, oh. so I will help you. Oh, there you go. I think we just keep going up. Yep. Going up. So basically we hit the point where we think a spiral staircase would, or like the spire or something leading towards the spire would be. Hmm. So this should be bringing you here. Um, right now, you're at the level where you have met the accountant. And you, I believe you guys are still going more up, right? Keep going up. We're going to try and get to the All top. Right. I'm very, very quiet. You move up a little bit more, and you notice that you are... Well, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint where you are because you've been walking for quite a bit right now. The staircase goes up ever more, but over here, there is a door that you could exit. I think we'll go up once more. We're going to go to the top and see if we need to make our way down. As you wish. We're on a stealth mission. What? We're on a stealth mission. We're on a stealth <laughs> You reach the top of the spire. There is no more going up. It feels as if you're not that high up, but for this spire at least, you're at the highest point that you can go. And at this top, you are standing in a bit of a hallway. I will kind of gently and sneakily sort of move ahead um, and sort of scout out the areas that I can see. Right. Where you're standing right now, you are noticing that there is a little hatch on the ground. There's another staircase that goes up. There is a door to the side here. But there's one more thing. On the wall, right above the hatch, there is a giant portrait. As you feel a cold draft whistling down the staircase, you see a painting that appears to be Strat von Zarovich from centuries ago, and perhaps a happier time. Beneath the portrait is a large wooden trapdoor, and there's an ornate rug that is sitting on the floor, perhaps one's used to cover trapdoor. 
What do you do next? Oh, just for the heck of it, by the way, here is what he looks like on the portrait. Such a shame he's evil. <laughs> you say Carla... that out loud, by the way? <laughs> no, no, no. In my head, that is Anne speaking. Carlo thinks he's abominable. Uh, <laughs> I think, is this door, does it look like a jar or does it look like firmly locked? It sort of as Carlo sort of goes close and it, looks. It's iron bound wood. Um, doesn't say anything about how locked it is. Well, I don't really want to make noise. I mostly I'm trying to scout, so um, I'll just kind of like tap John like twice. It's like an indicator of like stay here, and she'll like creep up the stairs a little bit and see what's on sort of the top, very tippy top. And he'll he'll indicate right. to sorry old same. As you go up uh, a little bit. The second level of this spire um, will show yet another door and more steps upward. It is a very small, confined space at the top of the stairs. Okay. Um, I'll just basically go back down, tap them, and keep them moving up with me. As you wish. Be top. I know if we're meant to go up. to the shortest one, but it's like, if we can get a scout of the area, that might help. Mm. You can go up, you can go down, you can go through the door, whichever you wish. It still hasn't moved me um, over yet. I don't know why it's not doing that. What? Uh, the, Is it the same map that we're looking at? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah the, the, the things are a little iffy. There you go. Hoping? Um... Up again, straight up. We're going to go. We're working from top down. Yeah, I think I think we're I... we're afraid enough that we don't want to make noises and give our way our position until we're at their destination. I will. Um, I'll cast locate object. That will remove invisibility from you. It yeah. will. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it only removed it from you if you cast. If invisibility is on you, and you cast a spell or do an action. It removed. We had to read up on it. Yeah, it it yeah. breaks it. That that is yeah. the way that is the way I interpret it. But if you wanna, oh. if if you wanna do it right now, if you don't, then that's fine too. If you have greater invisibility, can... that will do it. But exactly. Yeah, I don't have that. So. Okay, then I won't cast it. Right. Won't cast it yet. We will eventually use it. We're just trying to get a scope of the area Should to see it. what okay. we're working. Cast with. it before we walked in. <laughs> We're doing like five million things, to be fair. Yeah, oh yeah, we did a lot to prep. All right, that brings you up yet another level. And as you go up, you are standing on a rooftop. The rooftop of a tower. And from here, you can look out over the castle. You notice that you are pretty high up, but you are adjacent to a tower. The tower itself is gigantic. It's bigger than the one that you are in right now. There's also a smaller tower that is attached to where you are standing right now. There doesn't seem to be any entrances to that minor tower, but there is an entrance to the bigger tower that is towards the north. Also, you can go back down again from where you came. Looking up, is there a connection between the bigger tower and the smaller tower? 
Uh, the smaller tower that is on top of the bigger tower that you are in right now, there is no... Well, it's it's connected to each other through, like, you know, construction, but there's no door. I mean, the but other there one, is, like a bridge. Yeah, there is a little bridge uh, that goes to the north, and there is a door in that other tower. I mean, I mean the tower that is on the, the roof that I'm on, is it connected yep. to the other bigger tower to the north anywhere further up? Like, no. Okay. So th then there's no further up way into this smaller spire. Correct. As far as I can see. Cool. Oh, got From it. where you are right now. Correct. Smaller spire. Okay. Um. So, okay. So that might be it. So I think maybe this is the point where we let Casario drop invisibility to do locate object. Because we're I think we're at where we need to be. I'm looking around. Are there any gargoyles? Or any anything that looks like it has a face? Not. Not on this part of the tower, no. Okay. I don't see Casario yeah. on my screen, by the way. Uh, I don't either. We'll find okay. I'm with second. them. It's fine. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I, I just. I figured as much. You wanted to. <laughs> so, did you want to cast locate objects from here? I think this might be the place to do it. All right. I will cast locate object. That will drop indeed your invisibility. You will notice that the object is below you. Like in the same... You are very close to it, but it feels it's about two floors below. Okay, I will pop invisibility back onto her, all three of us again. Okay. My next small slot. And send us all down. Yeah, we're going to go down two floors. I try to find it. Shall I just be nice and bring your tokens where you should? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. saves, a, saves a bit of moving around, right? Like, I mean, this castle is huge, and, like, you know, just moving tokens around for the sake of moving tokens around isn't fun. Yeah. So allow me to just bring your tokens there. Hoping. There you are. Carla uh, <clears throat> is going to sort of fuss with the door here and see if it is openable. It is. Slowly try to stealthily open it. I'm just going to okay. put his hand on your shoulder and try to indicate to you that he, he, he can stand in the front just in case there's something there in a single tap on the shoulder. She's probably not going to pick that up and also you're not going to be stealthy about it, so she'll do it to be honest. All right. She'll try to like only it. nudge it open enough to like get a sliver in and see what's inside there. All right. As you slightly open the door, a thunder strikes outside and lights up the room. Apparently, this room has a large window. If you crack it open just a little bit, I'm also going to show you just a little bit. You notice that there is a beautiful glass-stained window. And this room seems to be some sort of a parlor. You're noticing some decorations here and there. You're noticing some furniture. You're noticing that there's rose petals on the ground. Carla will push the door open even more to get a better sight and just kind of see if anything's going to attack immediately if the door is moved. 
The side is partially blocked by a large bookcase that is on the side, but otherwise you can get a pretty okay view of the room. There's a beautiful stained glass window that is looking out over the castle, and it is shining in some light from outside. You notice that there is a couple of chairs, a rug, and there's a table with some leftover foods on there. He's going to reach in to the bag of holding, pull out one of the symbols of Argonvost, and toss it inside, and kind of stand back close to John as she does that. It plops onto the ground, harmlessly. Is this where I sense the locate object is coming from? Absolutely. If nothing happens then, she'll push the door even further open and tap for them to sort of like be very careful as we walk in. You walk into a beautiful parlor room, which is interesting to see all the way up here in the spire. You would expect a room like this to be in somewhere on the ground floor. But it looks beautiful. It looks kind of like a lounge room. There's some chairs, there's a divan in the corner. There's some bookcases. There are a couple of candles that are unlit. And on the southern side of this room, there is some sort of a stage area, it almost seems. Perhaps for entertainment by a jester of some sort. The curtains are closed. John's going to tap her shoulder and sort of like pull her back slightly, not forcibly, but just to indicate, like stay back. Okay. And he'll try to step forward and slowly move the curtains to the side. You slowly move the curtains aside and reveal a very small podium. On the ground of the podium, there are a couple of masks cast aside, probably by the last performers that were ever gracefully invited to perform here in the lab. Right next to those masks stands a tall woman in plate armor with platinum hair and a very pale complexion. And as you move aside the curtains, even though you are invisible, she looks in your general direction and says, I might not be able to see you, but I know you're here. I don't need my eyes. Do you? John's going to drop invisibility. And stare at her. There Willem, you are. It's time for you to be at peace. <laughs> but I am at peace. Sure, it was a bit of change when the things happened to me as they did, but oh, it's great. 
Remember the three of you. The three of you should experience this. No more worries. No more problems. Just power. It's interesting. Remember who you were. Who were Oh, I you remember who I was before you met with Strahd. Um, I was a lot less before I met Strahd. Strahd made me into who I truly am. You stood for something. You had to do I stand for something now. You stand for power. And you do not? I stand for peace. Peace is power. While John's distracting her, can we see the necklace? Give me a perception check. Um, that's a six. <laughs> you know from what Casariel shared with you that it should be around her necklace, uh, uh, around her neck, but you don't see it like off the cuff. I'm going to just continue. Do I see it? I mean, towards her. where does my locate object tell me that it is? Around her neck. Ah. I'm going to ignite the sword at my side and say, we've spoken with your brother. We've laid Argenvoss to rest. This place has <laughs> hope again. You think that bringing back a dragon skull brings hope to this land? Sure, sure. It's it's nice. We can see it from here. Strahd was amused that you did what you did. It's commendable. It's the first real change to Barovia in hundreds of years, and we welcome it with open arms. It's nice to see that the people of Barovia now have something to look up to when they wake up. You did a good thing, John. You did a good thing. It's just not going to make any difference. I laid my brother to rest. We laid Casario's father to rest. We laid Vladimir to rest. And now I'm going to lay your brother and you to rest. <laughs> you first. Move to strike. Let's roll for initiative. Fun, the first battle at um, uh, Ravenloft. Uh, 19. Oh, I'm sorry for dropping invisibility. Just, <clears throat> anyway. You didn't drop mine. You just dropped your own. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So I just, yeah. I figured. Um... All right, let's see. Uh, Carla, what did you get? 19. 19. Casario, what did you get? Uh, I got a 22. Nice. 13. And a 13 for John, which is in line with what you usually have. Nice. <laughs> it's better than more normal, actually. Normally, I'm like six or five or something. No. <laughs> 22, 19. Three. <laughs> <laughs> 
I move first at next turn. Wonderful. Let's do this. You guys ready? Yep. Alrighty. Xeriel, you first. Alright. Um, I will. I'm going to open up with a beautiful guiding bolt at third level. Open strong. Okay. Open strong. And you should have advantage. Given that you're invisible? Yes, good point. You haven't given up your invisibility, so yes. All right, exciting. Ooh, it's a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, you don't uh... need that advantage. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, that's going to hit. Well, I rolled both at once, so I got a 7 and a 20, so I might have needed it. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, that's, that is. so it's 6d6. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's like 36 ba base plus 66. Yes. Uh, plus 6, 12, 20. So 56, and then what kind of damage is that? Radiant. Radiant. That's 112 damage. <gasps> okay, hold on. I have to make this cool. Um, yeah, so Gasariel so steps out, and as she begins to, like, shimmer into existence, she's going to be like, I've had enough. Shut up. And just lob that Guiding Bolt. And the Guiding Bolt's going to actually be, it's going to start off as, like, a moon. It's going to kind of morph into a sun a little bit, and then it's going to, like, just hit her. So it's, it's, it's going to be, like, a, a sunburst and kind of, like, moon rays. Both Absolutely beautiful. So cool. And it hits her like square in the chest and radiates all over her body. And you notice that like pieces of skin just flake off as you do this. Yeah, um, I guess that hurts. Like, what the fuck? She did not expect it to be that strong or that powerful. She's kind of like, all right, great. That is beautiful. She's also um, outlined yes. in radiant energy so whoever hits her next has advantage on her so Correct. light them up alrighty yeah and then I'll use my movement to step outside <laughs> alright <laughs> Alexandra um, who is not bleeding just yet um, is very angry with you and rushes uh -huh. after you and she will be able to do so mm, yeah Carla you can make an attack of opportunity because you were situated right behind her I'm um, or you can decline that after uh, attack. Or you can decline yeah, not no. you can decline because you are invisible. Remember the next attack gets advantage, so No, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Um I Oh wait, no, because I, I can only attack with like so that's fine. No, never mind. Actually I'm not. I'm not gonna do anything. Cool. I'm gonna stand there and let her rush past. Alrighty. In that case, Alexandra will try to attack Casario, and she rushes forward and tries to find your neck, and she will try to bite you. Um, for her first attack, she will do so for a 23. Oh, that hits. Alright. That is 19 points of piercing damage and 15 points of necrotic for a total of 34. Okay. Um, the Wait, so it's points... 19 points of piercing and then you piercing. said how many necrotic? Oh, 15. So, uh, half does... Oh, yes, of course, because you're, um, uh, thingy. Um, that means it's because uh, it's rounded down. You're it's always in your advantage. It's seven points of necrotic damage, uh, but that also okay. lowers your ma uh, maximum hit points by seven. But it's only seven. Okay. All right. 
As she bites you, she reaches for her longsword and she tries to take a swing at you with that as well. Which I think is going to hit because it's a little higher than that. Uh, that is going to be a 25. Yep, that hits. All right. The sword hits you for another 20, p- uh, sorry, slashing damage. Ouch. As she hits you, she looks you dead in the eye and she says, Come here, you bitch. Which, of course, she says like to Cereal and looks to you. I like her. <laughs> Respect. Carla, your turn. Okay, I am going to use 20 feet of my movement to get up here. And then I'm going yep. to use the remaining five feet to spider climb up the wall. Above the bookcase? Above the bookcase. Okay. <laughs> and for my action, drop down on top of her and try to grab a hold of her neck. That's going to be a bit of a jump. So because you're going to have to leap the bookcase, you can do that. I'll but I'm going to need a... going to take um, a chance. Cool. Okay, I love that. Like, that's just... It's, it's a cool idea. Um, roll me a... Um, that's acrobatics, the way you're going to do that. Plus acrobatics. one d4 for the bless? Yep. Ooh, okay. 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 Okay, 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 okay. That's a dirty 20 plus 2, 22. That's cool. You're going to land on top of her. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to land on top of her and I want to just hold on to her neck. And not hold on to her neck, but like, you know, like my arms are like around her like shoulders, if you can imagine. As I'm like trying to just desperately hold on, like grappling onto her, basically. And (laughs) I I don't, I really don't know how else I'm going to do it. But basically, my intention is to try and get at that um, necklace as fast as possible. Cool. So you're, she's basically wearing you like a scarf right now. That's that's what we're getting at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, except I'm very willingly hanging on, and I'm just going to desperately, like, clutch on and try to, like... This is going to sound so wrong. I'm trying to, like, stick my hand down her armor to try and find the necklace. I know I can't do it on this turn, but, like, I will absolutely try to to do it next time. I mean, um... (laughs) All right, John. All right, so... John, your turn. Before you start your turn, one point of note... Carla is invisible and has done this. You have no idea that she's there. Right. But when I get closer, I will be able to see her. She'll yeah. If you get closer, you'll be able to see her. Yes. So John's going to rush towards her as she rushes past and and bites at Azario. This was my intention before Carla even did anything. And he's going to rush up and try to uh, stab her with with the sword. And seeing Carla, he'll he'll be able to avoid hitting her. All right. Give it. All right, so advantage for the first one because guiding bolt. Yep. Yay. Um. Oh. Uh. Okay. So it's not going to affect this roll, but as he was rushing forward, I was I wanted to do hexblade curse as a bonus action. Can I do that before I, I, I did roll my first attack? Hang okay. on. I run it by me again. What do you want to do? I wanted to cast a heck. My use my hexblade's curse as a bonus action, and then rush. Uh, yeah, so as I was rushing forward, I basically reach out with my hand, and strength would latch on and flare red on her. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll allow so it. It's not gonna. So normally it would give me like a, a crit on a nineteen or a twenty, but I got a uh, 
what did I get? Like a 16 plus whatever. Um, 16 plus 12. Holy crap. Plus 12. Um, so I got a 28 to hit. That just hits. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So you think I'm joking? Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, the first hit. Uh, so, so this is going to be plus the, uh, the, so the strings flare every time she struck from me, the strings flare and sap more of her life. And, uh, that is going to be, holy crap. I'm so discombobulated right now. <laughs> this will work. And uh, presumably she's undead. So extra D8 for those. That is a very fair presumption. All right. Uh, so this can be. Oh, nice. Eight plus five, 13 plus seven. 20 radiant dam 25 radiant damage plus because of the hex blades um curse uh so that's yeah 25 radiant damage and then i will swing again without disadvantage or without advantage and that is going to be a 12 plus 12 24 to hit uh that uh 24 to hit uh hits okay and uh that is going to be a 10 plus 11, 17, 22 radiant damage. Uh, minus, uh, radiant damage, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, okay, done it. And now that she's, uh, I, I'm going to use my, oh, I can't use my bonus action shove because I already bonus action. We're good. Uh, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, uh, stand next to her and basically uh, attempt to keep her from biting Casario again. <laughs> But that's I, you I don't can't really stand I don't there because that's a bookcase. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stand behind her, and I stabbed her a couple of times, and that's what I can do. Alrighty, wonderful. Um, that brings us to the top of the ground, Casario. Casario will wipe her face, kind of dripping with blood, and look at like a hold onto one of her wounds, and like look at how badly she's been wounded, and then she's just gonna grin at her. Bitch. Really? I'm gonna take out the icon, the holy symbol of Ravenkind. And, um. God, I wish I could think of something really fucking badass to say. I can't. But I'm gonna I'll hold it up into her bitch. face. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it into her face and say. Uh, I'm not saying anything. Uh. Just, she'll see, like, uh sunlight begins to radiate from it and Casario, the last thing she sees before she just gets a face full of actual sunlight is Casario's grin. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Use it. So that is... Yep, that's it. So it just uh, it just happens. Alrighty. It's um, bright does... sunlight. And it lasts Alrighty. for ten minutes. That will indeed uh, hit her regardless, and that will do two things to her. For one, it'll do, it'll do some damage, which actually will make her bleed. Um, there we go. And secondly, uh, she will not be able to regain any hit points this round because well, sunlight. Uh, my sun sword Wonderful. also emanates sunlight. I didn't. Really, I no, okay. Sorry. I know. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Anything else? Um, I believe. Hold on, let me just make sure that's an action. Uh, yep, 
That's an action. So, um, yeah, I will use my movement. Um, sorry, one sec, one sec, one sec. Yeah, I'll, I will bonus action. Well, would my steps of night work right now because of sunlight? Probably not. I can only do yeah, it. No, that would counter it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yep. No, that's an action. Okay. Um, yeah. So I will. Uh, no, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to bring up my shield and just hold that sunlight as close to her face as I can. <laughs> she gets like blisters on her face as you are doing this. Good. It's not a pretty sight. Does it burn her hair? She, her pretty long she's... hair. I feel like it might do that. Yeah. Yeah, her hair like turns like a like a like a like a not pretty like yeah. pepper and salt silver like, mm. as you do that. Um, and she screams up. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I need like to do something else besides that. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> she screams up as you are doing this, and you can see her bared fangs dripping still with blood from you as she screams up. As she turns around to face John, and she attacks you. First off, she will try to bite you, um, and she will do so with a... Hang on. Um, that is a 27. Just just barely, yeah. I guess. All right. Um, that is 19 piercing damage and 15 necrotic damage. The 15 uh -oh. also reduces your hit point maximum. Okay. Okay. So 19 and 15, that's 24, 34. Ow! Secondly, instead of using a sword, she tries to put her claws in you. Uh, that's going to be a little trickier. Uh, that is going to be a 19 to hit. Uh, that is not going to hit. All right. So as he think, hits your armor. <laughs> and she looks menacingly at you. That brings us to Carla. I am going to use my round to try and grab the necklace and yank it off her. Cool. So trying to find it is going to be your action. Uh, go ahead and... Uh, I mean, that's technically a, a perception check because you're trying to find it. So give me a perception check. Can it be investigation because I'm hands-on? <laughs> <laughs> that's a clip. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you beat her armor class, it's cool. <laughs> uh, 27. You beat her armor class. You find it. I'm going to grab onto it and then bonus action disengage. I'm taking that necklace with me. Cool. Give me one more strength check to see if you can pull it loose. Okay. Uh, plus 1d4 for your yes. strength check? Yeah. I'm gonna need it. Um, definitely gonna need it. Um, so, okay, that's a 15 down to a 14 with my minus one. Oh, 14. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see what I got. Otherwise, I will just keep a ha firm hand on it for as long as no, I can. You have a firm hand on it right now. It's a 19, so no, it's not. Okay, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll keep it in hand then. And I'll just stay on her back as long as I can. In fact, like, I'm almost bracing myself on her back 
with like my shoe, so I'm technically like spider climbed onto the back of our armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. You know what the funny thing is? You're still invisible because technically you didn't attack her yet. So this is still like. <laughs> I love it. You can see like a necklace like floating backwards, like from her neck. <laughs> okay, that's my turn. <laughs> All right, John. All right, so he just attacked me. That hurt. That was mean. Um. Oh, do I not have any? Oh, I don't. Huh. Okay. This is going to be a little odd. I've never done this before. <clears throat> but John is going to... When, when the moment her teeth hit him, John is going to flare brilliant. And I'm going to bonus action cast Spirit Shroud. And this is going to, uh, you call forth spirits of the dead, which flit around you for the duration of the spell. The spirits intent are intangible and invulnerable. Till the spell ends, any attack you make deals an extra 1d8 extra damage when you hit a feet within 10 feet of you, uh, a, a creature within 10 feet of you. The damage is radiant, necrotic, or cold, depending on your choice. I'm gonna say radiant. Uh, and the creature, uh, any creatures that take damage can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Uh, in addition, uh, any creature that starts within 10 feet of you has its speed reduced by 10 feet. Uh, any creature of your choice has its speed reduced by 10 feet. So her teeth sink in and then she tries to claw him and he flares white and the, the sunlight of the sword and the sun and the light emanating from his own body sort of intermingle and you start seeing some of the spirits of the revenants, I presume that they're still in Barovia. Uh, that is a fair presumption. Yeah. So some of the spirits, including potentially James's face, sort of floating around and bolstering as he goes to strike and tries to hit Gwendolyn uh, or uh, Let's go. Alexander. Cool beans. And that is going to be oh. I think it's a 21 hit. That doesn't hit. Yeah. I rolled a six and a three. Okay. The, on, on the blessed die. Uh, and then, okay, that was a little better. 25 to hit. That hits, yes. So seeing his brother's face kind of destabilize him for a second, he's like, he, he didn't expect that. But then he regrips the sword and then plunges it straight at her and it connects. And with this one, I'm also gonna go ahead and up a smite on there. So we're hitting hard, as, as hard as I can. Uh, okay. 21 radiant damage for just the hit. And then yes. uh, presumably undead, she's, it's gonna be one or three D8 for the smite. And that's gonna be an additional 13 radiant damage. Radiant, right? So, right. Okay. so 36. Okay, yeah, 36. So 36 total radiant damage. He's gonna, he's gonna see his brother and and try to stab him. Which works. So you stab her and that hurts a lot, but she's stabbing. And 
I think I've already used my bonus action and now there's a aura of of spirits around John and everybody in here. There is indeed. Oh, I see that. <laughs> Anything else? Oh no, that's it for John. He's gonna he's sort of can eyes connect with Carlos and he nods and, and, and he keeps focused you on You can't the, see me. I can. <laughs> oh yes. But you know there's no just know I'm there. <laughs> yep. And I, and I keep uh, keep my sword in Alexandra. All right. Top it around. Casario. Casario uh, will see John cast that and she'll go. Yeah. And uh, she is going to conjure one single sphere, a moon, that will then open up into all of the faces of the moon and begin circling around her as she cuts spirit guardians at Love it. fifth king level. Boom! Get the fuck <laughs> away from me, bitch. Uh, so, uh, that will start on her turn. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, um, yeah. Wait, when it enters, yeah, it'll start on her turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. Alrighty. Still sunlight. I don't know if that does anything to her on her turn again, but there's still uh, sunlight for right. ten minutes. It doesn't do her any additional damage, but she can't regain any hit points right now. I kind of okay. I, I want to retcon and say that this the it wasn't her biting me. It was actually the sunlight that came out of the icon that Pizarro's holding. Actually, when it hit John, that's what triggered the spirit trap. So cool. We got some <laughs> duality going on here. I like that. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Alexandra's turn, so what happens with the Spirit Guardian? Okay, so she must please make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Um, now, luckily, she is very wise. Um, so she rolls a big fat 19 on that. Oh, do I have any uh, anything to saving throws? That beacon, does it give me anything to saving throws? To count to saving throws? No. I, I think it has okay. something to do with the, the turn on dead saving throw. Like, it increases that level, but... Okay. Yeah. But, so, but, like, I don't get any that advantages, right? Right. That, right? No. Okay. Damn. <sighs> okay. Well, then she only takes half, but that's still a lot. So, it's um, 5d8 half. Uh, so, you can roll 3d8. Well... Well, you can roll 5d8 and half whatever comes out. Yeah. Okay, so I rolled 26. All right, so that's 13. Uh, and that is radiant damage. That's 26. Mm-hmm. So that brings it back up to 26. <laughs> Excellent. That's awesome. All right. Um, also, your movement speed is halved. Yeah, she can't really move right now. But then again, she's also sort of like bunkered in between the two of you. So with, and she's with got Carl a midget backpack. Or a, not midget backpack. Yeah, uh, that's... Halfling backpack. <laughs> So, <laughs> half it's more like I'm halfling on a horse, like I'm using the necklace as a rein. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Sorry. The, the We're just thinking about that Star Wars back Yoda backpack. 
Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking Mitch, Mitch Hedberg. He was talking about turtlenecks. He was like, if you're wearing a turtleneck and a backpack, it's like a halfling trying to bring you down. Alexandra angrily looks at you, Casario, and she grabs hold of you and she says, You are never leaving this castle alive. As she attacks you once again, once with a bite attack. Uh, ooh, that's going to be tricky. Uh, give me a second. That is going to be a 16. Does not hit. She misses your neck. And then she goes for and that's good. Uh, and then she goes for her sword attack against you. Like the sunlight is so blinding that she's having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she basically tries to nibble on your armor. That's... Uh... <laughs> and then she uh, will probably hit uh, your armor with a 24. Yes, that hits. The sword hits you for 20 uh, slashing damage. All right. How's Casario looking? Okay. Carla, your turn. I'm gonna take out my dagger. Whip that necklace off. Cool. Um, so you're gonna use your dagger to break loose the necklace, right? Mm-hmm. If I can. Okay. If you're gonna do that, I'm gonna count it as an attack. It will make you visible. However, That's it fine. will give you advantage on your strength roll. I can't just like attack the chain. <laughs> okay. It's the best I can do. So an advantage on your strength. We're gonna have to kill her. Just fireball this bitch. <laughs> we gonna remove it I'm from her done. corpse. It's <laughs> just in case her corpse goes back to Strahd or something. I don't know, man. I gotta roll the Gronion dice for this. This is yeah. ass rolls happening right now. She never oh, fails. Natural twenty. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You break yeah. loose the gemstone and. In the heat of the moment, there is no way that, because you're invisible, she doesn't know. You turn visible as this happens, but she will I, not have noticed until you turn uh, Until you turn visible. Headcanon, as she slashes it and grabs the gem, she does like a sick backflip off of off of her back and, and lands on the ground. My yeah. rogue abilities, my bonus action will be to disengage, absolutely. <laughs> um, and just use the rest of my movement to just get near the window. And okay, with that, with that, if you're going to use that, she will not have noticed. Because if you use your bonus action disengage, as you turn visible, there is no way for her to notice that the necklace is missing. Love it. Cool. Now I'm just going to keep it in hand, and I'm going to basically duck under the table, because I still have non-detection on me. Um, yep. And yeah, that's basically what I'm going to do. And in my next round, I'll be planning on hiding that gem. Wonderful. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> you got this. Woo. John, your turn. All right. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, seeing her uh, become visible and, and do that sick backflip and, and go sliding under the table. John's going to come up and as she's facing um, Marissa, he's going to try to finish this by, you know, doing the kind of not-so-paladin-like grab her on the neck and stab through the back. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just make my two attacks, basically. Go ahead. Alrighty. Uh, oh, come on. I got a natural one and a four on the blessed die, so... 
That doesn't hit. So my first attack is me grabbing her arm. <laughs> and then the, the, actual, the actual attack is... Oh, 20 to hit. That hit. doesn't hit. You uh, you All hit right. her armor, but it doesn't go through. Well, then because I attacked, I can use my uh, shield master shove, and I'm going to try to essentially sweep the leg and get her to fall down on the ground, make her prone. Okay. And uh, that is going to be a contest of my athletics versus her athletics or acrobatics. Uh, it'll be against her acrobatics. Okay. Tell me. Oh, my God. I got a 15. 19. I didn't roll above a 7 on, on my die this whole time. That's the John I know. <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, I, I'm just struggling trying to pull her Very back. Very on brand. Like, it's... She is like super strong and super iron bound on Pisario, and I'm trying to get her off basically. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm trying to pull her away from Pisario is what I should have said. Um, yes, that yeah. that's a better choice of words, my friends. Uh, I'm trying to get her off and failing. Um, so yes, and that is my action. I'm gonna stand behind her. Okay, top it around, Pisario. <clears throat> Top it around, Casario. Sorry. Yes, Casario uh, is going to. Oh, John, kill this bitch! I'm gonna cast my channel divinity. <laughs> Try harder, uh, and a sphere will come around me in 30 feet, and uh, yeah, move like Twilight Sanctuary. Wonderful. You are basically a disco ball of pain right now. <laughs> That's what it comes down yeah. to, I think. I love not, it. not quite enough pain, but hopefully soon. Oh, a disco ball of pain and pleasure. Well, fun. Uh, protection. Uh, pain and protection. I'm really off on today. I'm sorry. Anything else? <clears throat> well, I'd love to move away from this bitch, but she won't fucking get away from me. So no, I guess I'm just going to stay right here. But I fucking right. don't like her. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, a bonus action gonna really fucking stare her down. My bonus action glare. Okay. <laughs> bitch. She bonus action glares back at you and will attack you savagely. Before she, she does that. Oh, yes. Please make a wisdom saving throw, whore. All right. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will declare here, right here and now, that this is honestly the first time in 35 years of living that I've been called a whore. So, <laughs> it won't be the last room. Oh, I've been called a whore many times. <laughs> it's uh that's a five right there. <laughs> Good. All right. So that's, so that's five d eight. Oh. Uh, well, it still didn't. It still didn't. Well, that's not enough. That's not enough, Willem. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> the sunlight is just too overpowering. She can't. Eighteen. See. Nineteen. Oh, points more. of what? Uh, twenty twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one points of radiant damage. So that makes forty-two, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless she wants to move away from me. Then she can not experience this every time. My dear Casario. Mm hmm. What happens? 
Um, so the last thing Willem said to her was, you're not going to leave this castle alive. I can see Carla. Oh, wait. No, Carla's not on her back anymore. No. Right? Okay. Carla has so, uh, sought the safety of a couple. John, John is on her back. <laughs> I'm just going to grin at her. And um, as my moons kind of circle around, they're just going to kind of spiral up her, release a radiant charge. And as that happens, I'm going to grab that gem and just rip it off her neck. I think Carla already has the gem. I have it. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was reading spells. <laughs> um, That's yeah, no, but the, the little like just, helix of moons comes around her. And I'm just going to make eye contact. Yeah, I'm going to make eye contact with her. And she knows. She knows before she explodes in radiant energy. As you hit her with the radiant energy, she like is rushing towards you, and like vampires that go in for the bite, they don't look pretty. Like, so her whole face is like contorted, the fangs are out, her eyes are bloodshot, the whole image, right? The long nails. As she rushes towards you, and this hits. And she is sort of like, as if she runs into a door, she just stops, looks at you in complete disbelief, and then starts screaming at the pain and agony that she feels for dropping to the floor, defeated and truly dead. I, I'm sorry, I just, in my head, I just imagine her like starting to rush at Casario, and Casario saying, you say you live for power? I'll show you true power. You will die for power. <laughs> it's just, just this torrent of moons and suns just ugh, tears her apart. Anyway. Love it. You guys live another day. She called me a bitch. Did you hear that? Oh, did you hear that? Wrist pocket. I'm going to um, put the gem away. And that immediately. I'm going to take a stake out of my bag, twirl it in my hand, and... Buffy the Vampire, it right in the center of her chest. As you hit her in the chest, she opens her eyes and looks at you, and as you push it into her chest, she grabs hold of your wrist. As she looks you dead in the eye, and she says, You! You released me. She drops back down on the ground and I and kick burns it. into ashes. And you kick a pile of ashes. Any magical objects remain from her or any of that sweet armor she's got on? Unfortunately, her armor itself is also gone, but you have a very cool green gem. Right. It's currently in a pocket dimension. As I cast it, wrist pocket immediately, it goes away. Um, and I'll keep it there until we are safely out of the castle. Um, while we're sort of in the room, Carla will like come out of the coffee table, look at the pile of ashes, and then turn directly towards the bookcase. Is there anything of note there? Most of the books in here are just light reading, which you would expect in a lounge. I'm going to look at stained glass window and I'm going to look at my two companions I'm going to say we have an exit do you think he knows we're here 
I think it would be hard for him not to know. As you say that, John, lightning strikes outside. That was odd. But do you think he knows we're here? <laughs> I think so. Oh. Can you get us out of here, Casario? Yes. I certainly can. And I will cast Word of Recall and get us the fuck out of here. So as you're doing that, John's like, well, I guess we could search around a little bit. <laughs> Where do you recall to? You're muted. You're muted. I'm sorry. My little familiar is freaking the F out. Um, being a little familiar. <laughs> The church in Blocky. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> do you need a moment? I do, but it's fine. I cast word of recall and here we go. Off we go. <laughs> Wonderful. Yay. As it teleports to um, the church in Vallaki. Um, you guys leave Ravenloft as swiftly as you came. And as you leave, you hear another couple of strikes of lightning. And just before the teleport takes hold to bring you to safety, the three of you hear a voice in your head. Perhaps I have not made myself clear. You have overstated your welcome. I did not invite you to my castle to murder those that are close to me, as well as steal what is mine. Know this. I know what you have done. I know what you took, and I know what you are up to. Your plan is in vain. And if you ever show yourself around my home, you will not live to tell the tale. I'm quite good with tales. Enjoy those spirits in your castle. You will arrive Hello. at the church in Belagir. The church itself is still bustling with people, as it always was. A lot of people are still following a sermon right now. The sermon is held by Father Lucian that you have talked to before. Father Lucian is in the middle of the sermon as you just pop into existence in the middle of the church. Everyone sort of looks at you in shock, wondering where the heck you came from. Yeah. <clears throat> And the morning Lord giveth, then he taketh away. Let's go. Praise be to Saloon. Father? Father Lucian looks at the three of you and says, I... Go ahead. Good sermon, I presume. Yes. 
Yeah, Kyle will just kind of scamper out quietly, like. Yeah. <clears throat> you ever find your cobbler, shoemaker, person, son? You walk past Lady Wilhelmina, who is still sitting there with a candle burning, and she looks at you, John, as you say that, and she gets all teary-eyed, and she says, I still haven't seen my son. You were gonna look for him. Where is he? We're working on making this place safer. And once we have, I will find your son. We will look for your son. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I will smile nicely at her, but I'm going to cast um, Detect Evil and Good. At her? Mm-hmm. Well, just in general. Yeah. Alright. Um, the entirety of the church will light up at that, and the father, Father Lucian, uh, seems to be of a um, neutral good. Most of the people are a blend, mostly neutral. There's the occasional evil one between them, but it seems to be a blend. Um, Miss Wilhelmina that you just passed seems to be of a neutral good. Okay. You don't trust me at anything, do you? Nope. And she's the smartest one here. Nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All Was right, it? that checks out. Then I'll go ahead and leave. All right. Uh, so you are in Velaki right now. Where do you guys want to go? We need to go to. Was there anything need to go to the windmill? Okay. We need to go to the windmill. Was there anything here first? The, uh, yes. Do you need anything here before we go? But we need to return the gem to the correct fane at the windmill. Casariel uh, is very bloody. Real horrifying. Oh, Those oh. people in there are probably real scared because she's like her <laughs> guts are point. hanging out a little bit. Oh, she, oh, was she bloody? Just a bit. Little guts situation. Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all. Oh, uh, yeah. I was taken down to. Oh, damn. Yeah, damn. Two okay. thirds of my health in one. Yeah. Uh, when you, when I said, how's Kazaria looking? You were like, she's fine. I was. Yeah, because okay. I, I was going to cast my channel divinity. Which. Yeah, which gives me temporary hit points, but I still am bleeding and my guts are hanging out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so, also my neck, I definitely got bit by a vampire. So, you, John, John <clears throat> holds onto your neck, and just a surge of radiance goes in, and twenty-five health health points right off the bat. And then I'm going um, to hold up the staff. What? What's that? Carlos. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do the staff and see if she still needs something. Then I can add more on. Sorry. Okay. No problem. So, yep, the staff is one d eight plus six. So let's see. And this is for everybody, all, all of us. And that is going to be a total of nine. So that's nine plus 25. So that's 34 health points you get. Ooh. Could you use that's more? a lot. Uh, no. Then, I, I'm okay. tippity top. Thank you. Right. Oh, that's better. That was a, a very ferocious fight. 
Well done. You've shown incredible power recently. The, the things I've seen you do rival some of the most high priestesses and clerics of our order. Sorry, you've grown immensely. Your mother would be proud. I think I could take her in a fight. One on one, full power. From what I've seen, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, I wouldn't want to fight you. <laughs> you have to. I'll punch his shoulder. Ow. And I forgot you had plate armor on. What a fitting thing to say, Casario. Um. Is there anything All else right. you want to do in Falaki? To the fanes? Oh, do you want to go to the brothel, John? No, of course not. I cannot believe house? I'm asking you two to do this. Can we concentrate, please? Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Your jobs. I... <laughs> Sorry, I lost a lot of blood back there. It was on track. <laughs> Carla's sitting here with like that hot potato of a green gem in this pocket <laughs> dimension that she only has for an hour. Like, can you guys please get on with it? <laughs> <laughs> so before on our way out um would you guys be okay if we passed the inn and just saw what was going on there is it fatally important to the savior of barovia that is the question is it on our no. path? one hour the windmill is well, a while away i don't let's to, go i don't mean to stop in i mean walk by and just look in that direction what if you get into a fight what if strahd's and his minions there let's go it's the smartest thing. It's full of As we walk past, as we walk past, I'm going to glance in the direction. Is is everything the same as what it was? Or the inn is not on your path if you want to go outside the village. I understand, but I have an hour to get to the windmill. Let us let us away as quickly as possible. You walk towards the city gates to leave Valaki to go to the windmill. As you walk along the path, you notice that the streets are not necessarily bustling, but there are people here and there. Who of you has the highest passive perception? Ariel. Probably. Oh, yeah. It's 15. Mine is uh, insight, actually. I've got a 20 insight. Mine's 15 for perception. What? Yours, then? Uh, no, I'm for no. I just realized that my investigation went up by two points. I now have a passive investigation of twenty-two. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> you do not need me to cast true seeing on you. You see it all anyway. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I need the murder of your character because you can see everything. <laughs> um, as you walk towards the city gates, you're noticing that it's getting a little bit more crowdy in the streets, and there's more and more people. You guys are dead set of lee on leaving the city, right? Like, it's just, like, out the door and there you go. How long is the yep, tech yep, evil yep, and good yep. last? It's not lasting right now. So if you want to recast it, that's cool. But you don't have it on right now. All right. I've been curious about this whole thing with the fiends. So as, as we get into a crowded area, John's going to open up his senses and divine sense. All right. You'll see a blend of different people, good and evil. But there are 
more than average amount of fiends in the crowd that are starting to gather in the city. If you guys want to leave the city, you can. But as you leave, you notice that the whole city is sort of watching you leave. Hmm. But you will be able to leave without an issue. He's going to lean close to them and he's saying, there are a lot of them and they know we're here. Let's go. You leave the city and you go for the windmill, I imagine, right? <laughs> all right. Gone. You travel all the way to the windmill and just behind the windmill, as you have seen before, there was an altar. That altar consisted of four stone pillars and what would be a stone ball in the middle of it, which you had removed to show that there is an opening that would lead you down into a place of worship. Do you guys go down there? Mm -hmm. In that case, I'm going to place you over here. Just below ground, there is a bit of an opening. And that opening shows an altar at the very end of this cave. You've been here before. You know what to do. What do you do? Carla's oh. going to go up to the altar and bring Carla out the, the gem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, she's going to place the gem down and she's going to take some of the grapes that she had gotten from Esmeralda and sort of crush them onto the altar with them okay and wait for the fane to come as you do this and you place the gem on top of the altar the altar itself almost seems to come alive there is an energy emanating from the altar and for a second you think you see the image of an old lady an old lady that you recognize all too well. You see a subtle smile as Morganta peers in front of you. And she says, Ah, but here, here is my gem, my energy. Carla, wasn't it? I was going to put her hand back down on the gem. Yes. Last time we met, I told you that I appreciated your effort, but that it was the gem that I needed. And I understood why you had given the gem to Lord Strahd. This world is confusing. This world is difficult. And it is hard to choose whom to trust. But you have done the right thing. You have gone to his castle. You have retrieved his gem. But I have done something too. She smiles broadly as she extends her hands to the side and says... I have talked to my sisters, and I have heard what the three of you are planning. Tell me, is this truly your path? Is this 
truly what the three of you want to do with your lives. Hens, are you truly the Fane? Is it truly you? She lowers her head and her visage changes. And suddenly you notice a feyish creature standing in front of you with green leaves adorning her head and a beautiful complexion with green eyes staring back at you. Yes. Yes, it is I. And yes, that is truly our plan. And what of you two down there? Are you sure this is what you want to do? I look to Cathario. <clears throat> I... Do you mean... Do we wish to kill Strahd and end the suffering in Barovia? Be specific, please. Make no mistake. The choices that you make here will have a lasting effect on everything that you have learned to know and everything you have known. Depending on your actions, depending on how you will perform those actions, many a soul will have a different life, be it good or bad, as we all are tied to what it is that you will do. Are you yes. like your sisters? My sisters, she says, as she reaches her hands to the side. And as she does, her hands are suddenly held by two other creatures. Next to her, a blue fane and a red fane pop into existence. My sisters. The three of us can help you on your quest. It is Strahd that needs to be removed from these lands if all that is within is ever to find peace. We would like peace for this land, as would all of the people that have perished during his reign. We can help you. We know the way. As we have told Carla, Strahd is not just a ruler. He is a vampire, but he is more than that. Strahd has had ample time to study magic in his domain, and he has done so over hundreds of years. Strahd has had the time to prepare himself for anything that might come his way. And he is cunning. Strahd has built himself a phylactery to tie himself to this world, for he cannot die, but even if he would, he would still not perish. But there is one way, one way to relinquish him 
of all of his ties and finally set Barovia free of the tyranny of Strad von Zarovich. If you truly believe that you wish to remove Strad from this land and set it free to where it should be, then we can help you. We will bring we need peace to three this gems. Land. Then behold, the three gems that we have will show you the path forward. Rather, we'll take up the blue gem and hand it over to the water fane. Which I think is the first time Kasaril and John would have seen her having it. The blue fane will take the gem. And the three gems will be put together. And as the sisters put the gems together, you notice, Carla, that there is a shape made by these three gems. The gems themselves form the shape of a heart. And as the three Fane sisters look at the heart, you notice that there is a look of understanding on their face as they nod. But of course... It must be the heart. The heart is the phylactery. How fitting. Should you wish to destroy Strahd for good, you must destroy his heart. But make no mistake, it is not the heart in his chest. It is a heart of sorrow. A relic that he has hidden deep within his castle. At the highest peak of his castle, a gemstone floats in place. A radiant, blood-colored heart that is hanging from the rafters of the highest spire of Ravenloft. It gives him life. It gives him strength. Strad has an unimaginable grasp on life through the heart of sorrow. Destroy it if you can, but you can only truly remove it from existence through the usage of these gemstones. When you destroy the heart of sorrow, and when it looks like it is ready to implode on itself, then you should put the gemstones against it. Connect the heart of sorrow with the heart of nature. And only then the heart of sorrow will be abolished. That will make Strat ultimately vulnerable for a final death. We will bestow upon you the power of all of us. You will get the three gemstones. The heart of nature is yours. Its only purpose has always been to counter the power of Strahd. As you had saved the green gemstone last, know that Strahd's dominion over life in nature has also ended. The wolves no longer heed his call. No longer will the bats listen to his voice. Nature is once again free of the grasp of Strahd. And together, the three gemstones will remove 
is phylactery from this world. That is what you must do. That is your only goal. And they hand the heart of nature to Carla. Carla will take it. And when she's looking down at it, is it like a realistic type of heart, like a human heart? It is definitely comprised of three different parts, being a red, a green, and a blue gemstone. But together, it definitely looks like a human heart, not like a cartoony like heart, but a human heart. Yes. She'll kind of hold it and grasp it and then look up at them. This will end it. This will free no. Barovia. This will not end it. This will start the only way to end it. Through this, you three can end it. Know what this implies. It is not the heart that ends the curse in Barovia. It is you that ends the curse of Barovia. This is just a vessel to make that path a reality. And what of you three, after that reality is reached? After we remove the curse that Strahd has brought to this land? We have ruled this land for eons before Strahd came about. We will relinquish all of our power if it helps us to see this world free once again. Our powers are gone, and through that, our existence will fade with time. We will relinquish ourselves of any grasp on this world. Strahd is the remaining ruler, and once he has been dealt with, the world will need new leadership. That choice will ultimately be up to those who are left. <clears throat> I suppose it's one last visit to our allies to see if we're all on the same page. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. The fate in Barovia now finally rests in the hands of those who are capable deciding it good luck and may you make the right choice when that moment comes to pass <clears throat> the three sisters slowly fade back into nothingness and Carla you are left standing there with the heart of nature I like keep staring at it in her hands and in her hands it feels like the heaviest thing she's ever held as she sort of like slowly like sinks down and sits on the ground and just holds it as like the reality of finally having the missing pieces falling together 
and to wait for like the other two to make moves. What does that thing do again, Carla? It will destroy his phylactery, which is at the top of Ravenloft. The tippity top. <laughs> and the spire, apparently when we connect it all together, it will destroy it and then we have to kill him. One final time. Well. I guess it's time we rest up calm before the storm I think we're already in the eye of it the rest would do as well and she will take it and she'll like wrap it up in sort of like a spare bit of cloth and um, she'll secure it within like her bag of holding um, yeah what she'll do Wonderful. Uh, off to the mansion for one last planning session slash ba bath. <laughs> that would be good. There, I don't think there's anything you, left for us at Argonvoss. You have a, you, you have a, a contemplating look on your face, Casario. You tell yeah, Casario's just thinking that the more they walk around, go places, go from here to there, the more chances they have to die. Yeah. That's what Casario's thinking, so. <clears throat> I think we should go to the mansion. Final. One final time. And you could use your messaging, your sending, to just let our allies know that the final push is happening. And then we should go to Ravenloft. I don't think anyone can help us do this. I don't think so either, but they could secure their own people. I think they need to know that we're making our final push. I don't think they should come with us, but I think they should know. I think we deserve one night. Just one before we do this. Um, as they leave the area, Carla will turn them all invisible, and we'll make our way on the road towards our mansion. Alrighty. As you leave and move towards the mansion, you notice an unusual amount of lightning in the air. The weather has taken a turn for the worse, and everywhere you go, it looks absolutely terrible. As you reach your mansion, the weather is really a downpour. It is absolutely terrible. But you make it to your mansion. And as you head in, you walk towards the bar to get a final bit of rest for the big move. Is there anything you want to discuss over here between the three of you? And or Busty, because he's still here. And Orpheus? Who? Orpheus. I think he's still upstairs. Uh, he should be upstairs, yeah. 
We know what we have to do. How do we get up there? He's not exactly going to be not watching us as we're trying to get in. I don't think stealth will work anymore. Could still be worth a shot, but it does expend a lot of resources to get us stealthily inside. I may be able to... We leave all our money behind. He no longer has the animals to watch us. How would he know? Yes. That... that... yes. Uh, he does also have some inherent magic himself. We do have to keep that in mind, but we probably stand a better chance now than before. Hmm. Dump the money. Dump any amount of anything that he can track us with. We bring our best weapons, our best potions, best spells. Go to the mansion and go to Ravenloft and do we try to get up in or should we risk an aerial assault of some sort? You know how I can jump from place to place sometimes in the midst of battle? Mm. I think I yes. figured out how to bring, to go a little bit further. It, I don't think it's going to be as uh, explosive, but I, sh I might be able to take you further if we get close enough to it. How about, close? Give us numbers. Um, about from here to there, and I point exactly 500 feet away. <laughs> 500 feet, okay. 500. Okay. Um, alright, so if we could get within 500 feet of the roof, and get onto the roof, onto the what spire, we have to be we don't to have to hold on to the spire when we get up there. Well, and Carol's gonna show off her slippers. That shouldn't be an issue for me. I think the issue... It, I should be able to get up there and get it on. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of things attempting to get me down from there if I were. But that's where you two could come in. Am I only bring, bring one, area. So that might not be an option if... My, my uh, ability to get up there might not be an option if we need more than one. Should you do it twice? Or would it be a big expend of energy? If I do it twice, I don't think I could do it again until I rested for a short while. Arrow oh. <laughs> can fly. Another option. I can. We can get to the tower. Um, there is one more thing. It is a very long shot. I could try to ask Saloon to intervene and help us. Do you think you could meet with her tonight to see if if you can call upon her? I do. You can stick think. to things, right, Carla? 
Yes, now I can. I think, from the sounds of it, the priority is destroying that phylactery at any cost. And then from there, killing him. So, there's two parts of this plan we have to prepare for. Not just one. If you fly us up there, and then turn back into you, you can stick to the roof. And I can, poof, me and, oh wait, she can fly too. Damn. But also, I don't think he's going to let us up there without a fight. And I'll point out at the weather where it's like raining and storming and lightning is happening. It could strike me down if I get too close. Well, if you're near me, Light of Saloon might be able to protect you in some capacity at least. I think... She did not know we were coming today, right? We can assume that. We came in through a secret entrance. Yes, because he was angry. He was angry that we had taken the gem. Unless he allowed us in because he thought Willem would finish us off. He was confident that that would happen. I don't think he knew we were there. Did lightning strike before we opened up and talked to Willem? I don't remember. How does he control lightning? That's very unfair. <laughs> I believe it might be the same way that he controls the mist. I think it's some part of his magic, but it seems that a lot of his magic is concentrated at Ravenloft. Do you think it'd be possible to draw him away from Ravenloft after we dealt with it? If we deal with really? this phylactery, do you think he'll know? I think so. Yeah. Remember, an animal backed into a corner is at its most dangerous. He feels that he has nowhere else to go. We're going to be in for the fight of our lives. Unless we can convince him we're on his side in some way. I think that's at the door at this point, but... And it kind of looks like Asariel. I don't think we could distract him now. Not to send you in as bait, but, you know... Try to convince him that you know of our plans, and... I think it's too late for that. Do you think I think the... he probably knows where your stance is. Do you think the Green March... Do you... I, I don't... We never saw what happened, but do you think? I have no clue either. I wish we could. Something that I, I could do. I could ask. Um, Carla is going to bring out her Ouija board and place it on the ground. And the bird that she was talking to from the night before, she's going to try and summon that spirit through it, basically. Okay, let's see if that works. Give me a, um, gosh, what do you roll for that? Um, She'll play some uh, of her bagpipes and try to, you know, mingle with that. Um, the performance check it is. Oh. <laughs> Pardon? Performance check it is. Okay. <laughs> it's a 19. 
13 plus 6. What is your question? Did you manage to enter the castle? Did you lead an assault? Could you fight? Did you fight? Did he come down to see? Did anyone come in down to see? You notice that the little token swirls around the world now. So it caused nothing. Did I lay anyone to rest? Will you march again? Those are two questions. Will you march again? You notice that once again, the token swirls around the word no. Well, at least the spirits are not doing that again. And she'll say, thank you for taking my questions. We hope you have a rest. And we close up. She closes up the connection. Alrighty. Yeah. So it seems like they were able to enter but it didn't cause as much of a stir as maybe we wanted it to. Well, I or it's fine, that's good that they're at rest. That's something at least. The question is, do we need to rely on something to take out the phylactery while we're dealing with Strahd? Or do we believe we can get up there, destroy the phylactery, and then deal with Strahd? I think it will be a conjunction thing. I think Strahd will be trying to stop us as we go up to the phylactery, but we don't know how he's going to do it. Is he going to show up in person and try to stop us? Is he going to send some more of his minions, Rahadeen? Those creatures that he had with them. Right. We don't know. Have to be prepared for both options either way the first thing that we need to do is get to the phylactery a stealthy approach is probably not going to work again but it also it doesn't hurt to try you know i don't know if i would trust anything else if it if something else or someone else said they did the job, I don't know if I would trust it. I guess no one but us can do it. I'm Absolutely sorry. not. She's Tatiana. She's not just Irina. She's also someone who has been in his life. She's clearly been influenced by him. And the fact that she stayed in that castle when we first went to that dinner. I don't think we can trust her to be herself. What about the abbot? That's the issue. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Not, 
not not trusting him, but he's going there soon, within the next day, said. Do you think that would be a do you think we could we need to get there before Irina is armed? But do you think that would be a distraction enough to get Strahd's attention? Maybe. I could send a message to him. Let him know that maybe our plan failed. Give yours a go. He already said he was going tomorrow. He said no matter what. Yeah, but we might be able to speed up his process. Use it on our timeline. We don't want to speed him up too quickly. I guess so. Okay. Well, he's going to be there anyway tomorrow, with the bride. I think. I think destroying the phylactery and killing Strahd will free Tatiana, no matter what. Free Irina. So no matter what ends up happening to her with that abbot, her soul will be free if we can complete the job. And it's not her soul I'm worried about in this moment. I'm worried about them trying to kill her, separate her soul from her body. And why would he want to do that? He's been searching for her. He's not going to harm her. The abbot might. He wants to put Tatiana's soul into a immortal body, is what he described it as. Perfect immortal body in his eyes. It, at the end of the day, it, any harm he tried to bring to her, we would just be freeing her soul no matter what. I think it ends the same way no matter what. I, And trust me, I don't... I never wanted it... to be like this. But we have a concrete thing that we need to do. That is destroy the phylactery and then kill Strahd. Those are our only priorities right now. They have to be. It's all mine. I suppose I can't speak for either of you. I want to... So our plan should be to try to sneak in undetected, mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. straight for the phylactery, destroy it, and then kill Strahd. Yes, Most certainly that will not work, but yeah. we need to preserve our strength because in his castle... Even if it is us versus him, there will be countless dangers wherever we are. So we must get to the phylactery using as little power as possible. We will not be able to rest before we fight him. If we can time it such that the abbot is arriving when we are entering, I don't know if that would open up arena to possible harm or death, but it might give us our she, best chance. It, it, yes, it would probably open her up to both of those things, but if it gives us a chance, it opens us up to saving her forever. The ultimate saving, you know? I can bring we could her try to time it if she dies. I know this is of any of us, I'm the one that should say it. She is one. There are countless people here that need saving. I can bring her back if she perishes. 
Yes, that's... So we can't be distracted by that. He will use her. He will use her to weaken us if he thinks that will work. He will try to turn us against each other. He will try to charm us. He will try to possess us. I don't know what he's capable of, but certainly those now, things. Yes, especially now that we're definitively on his shit list. <laughs> if the weather's anything to go by. I agree. Yes, we could try to time it if we want to get that extra edge of distraction for him, but I don't... I don't know if that's going to be worth the time wasted to let him recoup his charms and we have to deal with the diva and strad that would be a giant fucking mess be be very bad i don't think that the the abbot would fight us i i don't think if we were to all he cares about is bringing peace to the land and i think if we were to bring peace to the land in a more final manner. I don't think he would be, I think he might support us in that. I don't know if he would support us. I think the issue is that Straw does not have that goal. And if he manages to grab hold of the abbot or convince him in some way, or maybe the abbot will see us destroying his phylactery as something that's breaking up his plans. We don't know. He's a creature. He's not, he's not the same as you and I. His mind is unknowable, yes. But I think if we use too much of ourselves to try to get up there, we're going to be in that much more danger when when we need to fight. I'm thinking minimal. We throw non-detection at the door. I don't think that should be much of a... I could only use it on one person anyway, so that would conserve some of my energy. I think invisibility is a safe bet, just because there are creatures in there that probably can't see through that. And if we can avoid them as we're going up, that will help. I think we focus heavily on trying to get up there. And we can either do this from the bottom up, or an aerial assault. The aerial assault is given a little bit of complications from the fact that there is lightning that he seems to be able to control. And I, if I were to fly both of you up, I'm afraid that he might get struck off or he would strike me, even if we I, I manage agree. something. I think the hidden path might be the only way. But the question is, how do we... Was it the spire or the other taller tower that when we got to the roof, do you think? So the spire, the tallest point in Ravenloft. It's at the very top of that. So the the small tower that was on top of the roof, I didn't see a way into that building. If we need to go to the top of that, I don't know how to get in there. We may need to be... We may need to quickly move through the castle. If we can't find an entrance, we might have to search for one. We'll make one. There's plenty of destructive power between us. We might be able to make one. I have a spell that can help us. 
difficult to find the path. It will take us in the most direct line from us to whatever I name, I believe. Okay. All right. That would be perfect. Yes, I think if we're going to do any amount of energy wasting before we actually go in there, or like as we're going through, I think that's a good use of it and the invisibility is a good use for it. And then after that, everything else is working so that we can just get there as fast as possible. And I think when we are there, let me focus on breaking the phylactery. You two are strong and you're very powerful and you have a lot of firepower between you. I feel like if anything went to attack us, you would be very likely to take it out. But I have a strong mental capacity. If anything tried to charm me while I was doing it, it would have a very tough time. So I think it works in that favor if we focus our energies that way. Agreed. If you stay near me, oh, again, some of the divinity that is channeled through might be able to help you. I think it's more when I'm up there, you stay near me. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I won't be concentrated on anything else. Okay. Um, I'll try to keep okay, near you I'll... to help as much as I can. All right. Forget all that. As you guys are chatting away, considering your plans, I have to ask, are you guys considering a final long rest before you go to the castle? Yep. All right. I think John wants to take a bath and think about how his brother is now trapped here, but out of the body. You can take one final long rest, of course, in the safety and comfort of your own manner. And believe it or not, but for the first time in our 47 episodes... You guys are going to give a second level up during one episode. Because Crazy. combining the three gems is another one. That was a long time coming. <laughs> Wrapping up so all the It's piling up a little bit, but it was waiting to happen. And I was surely hoping that you guys would do so. You get another level up that brings you to level 14 and Next week, we will see what that means for the three of you as you prepare for your final, I imagine, move against Ravenloft. We are really getting there, guys. Mm, we're getting close. I'm so yep. curious to see what you guys are going to do with your level up, and I'm curious to see what you guys are going to do with the assault on Ravenloft. <laughs> I'm kind of tense. Like, my, my neck is... <laughs> okay, <sorry. laughs> it's a big one, right? I'm curious to see what you guys are going to do. But that is food for next week. Um, so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed so, our episode today. I want to. I just want to say thank you once again for being an excellent DM. Thank you for crafting this wonderful uh, adventure for us. Thank you to my fellow players for being such wonderful uh, co-partners co co in this, how, how we all work together and work off each other. And uh, thank all of you watching and, to, and supporting this um if anyone is listening to this on podcast or watching this on youtube please uh put in there what are some ways that our plans are going to fail epically i would love to <laughs> <laughs> just to prepare for the worst <laughs> yeah, exactly 
So amazing. Wonderful. Yes. I second that. Thank you so much, everybody, for your uh, contributions, for your watching, for being here. Um, this was a wonderful episode, and I can't wait for next week. Thank you all for being here, and uh, we'll see you in seven days. Everybody. Bye-bye.